Salutations out there. This is the Firestarter Crew coming back at you with a brand new podcast. I am TKO. I got my main man, K Bad. What's up, dog? And much. Um, Bosh will be hopping on um, in a bit. Uh, I think he's out with the lady um, tonight for um, Valentine's Day. Nice. Happy Valentine's Day out there to you guys. Well, belated. Yep. Hope everybody had a good great night um yeah man we kind of seem a little subdued and shit not because me me and kenny dateless tonight um salty ass niggas <laughs> ah that's pretty good man. yeah 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 that no. ain't it y'all that ain't that, it. that, that, that ain't it, it. That ain't it um and we just going through like um just the fucking the news, yeah, nigga, the news, yeah, it's just the news, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to catch up on this um this shooting at the um, Kansas City Chiefs uh, championship parade or whatever because the news in D.C. has been um, mired in um, a shooting in Southeast, not far from my job, where three cops got hit. Um. And the suspect barricaded himself inside of um, an apartment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my bad for me not knowing the national um, um, bullshit because I'm going through the local bullshit. Right, right. Yeah, the local shit was on news all morning, every channel, you know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, but then again, like, you get it, three cops got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So completely understandable, but then this afternoon, you know, you would think at a place where everybody should be pop locking, for some reason, people start shooting. They popping off here. Yeah, they popping off here. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see like what the what the origin of this shit was, because it doesn't seem like it's anything that was, you know, terror related or anything like that. It just tone, you get that many people. You know, they've been drinking all day young. Like, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. got guns on them. Mm-hmm. It don't take a whole lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's why, um, like, earlier this year, and really for the past three years, like, specifically this year, I saw it from the beginning to the end, whatever. They've done away with, like, really, really big, like, street festivals and rallies or whatever that have a certain element in DC, which the element is go-go, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they used to have Georgia Avenue Day, so I live right for Georgia Avenue. Georgia Avenue Day used to like go from, you know, don't even start me on the beginning of Uptown to the end of Uptown, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, but um, yeah. like- Where that start, where it in? Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. these old niggas making me mad, young. Yeah. But that's another conversation, young, but it spanned like a long stretch of like Northwest or whatever, but almost every year at some point, somebody either like, it wouldn't have to be like a real gun. It could be a, a, a cap gun, a pop gun, or somebody just like pull out a fucking snake and, you know, in front of the wrong person. And once you see two people running, like you don't ask questions, you know, you start running too. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like, you know, a, a deal. So over the past like three years, They've been doing this thing called Open Streets DC where they just like 
open up a small part of the Ave. Well, we're going to shut down a small part of the Ave. And they might have like that little, you know, 30 minute go break at, at one corridor or whatever. But the rest of the shit is kind of like, you know, um, um, yoga, fitness. They had pickleball this year and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of street vendors and stuff like that. A lot more tame. And, you know, some people were like, well, you know, that was tradition having to, to have Georgia Avenue Day. But I see why they don't want something large scale full of foolishness, you know, anymore because. People are a lot more foolish now, yeah? Yeah. Um, and even, like, just thinking about the fact that it was a victory break and you think everybody would be partying. But then again, like, I can't even begin to count how many videos I've seen this year of people just straight wrecking at sporting events. And then yep. I think about, like, what if they were allow like, guns in sporting events, how many shootings they would be? Because, again, you just, like, add that much testosterone and alcohol and mm-hmm. at some point, something's going to pop off. And I don't think it's really d- any different from, you know, a game to probably what happened today. It's just like, it's a real volatile environment for no reason whatsoever. But then again, it goes back to the guns. Because, like, you know, in these stadiums, you see, like, these massive brawls. People getting fucked up in these joints. Yep. And then you just take that aggression out. And now, all of a sudden, instead of fists, you know, people start talking about, like, Mike Epson. They want to shoot people for no reason. Kenny, I saw you and Sam talking about that shit in group chat. You know, I don't know a detail about that shit. I just heard, like, I I kind of found out about it, like, when they were, like, going back and forth, like, not where it originated, with a, mm-hmm. originated from. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't feel like hearing these two rich niggas argue and threaten each other about nothing. I'm like, that shit really blew me. You know? it, 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 it does, but see, and, you know, this is where I get out of the way now. Shannon Shop ain't wrong, you know. You on stage, you lied about me asking you to be on my show, then you go and say anyway that I'm gay. I'm not. So I'm just going to approach you and just say, like, dog, watch your mouth. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. And then all Mike Epstein about, like, yeah, we don't fight, we bang, bang, and all that. What the fuck does that mean? Man. Because ain't no Shannon Sharp would mop the floor with his ass, so... I, you, you the one on stage making jokes. That ain't true. I'm just saying, I'm, when I see you, I'm just going to ask you about it. That's it. And now what? that goes to like, yeah, we don't, like, dog. When did old niggas start talking about they don't fight no more? That, I thought that was the whole thing. Like, we don't understand why all these young niggas always bringing guns oh, to gun, situations yeah. where, yeah, they're not, yeah, just, just shoot the fat one. That's it. Shoot the fair one over what, young? <laughs> That's the thing. Tone, I, I can't police how somebody should feel about somebody insinuating that they're gay and they're not. That's true. Not wrong there. I'm, I'm not going to police that. If, if Shannon Sharp wants to step to Mike Epps about that, I have no problem with that. Because at the end of the day, Mike Epps shouldn't be lying and also insinuating that gay for no reason. Shannon Sharp uh, ain't, bring up, ain't bring up Mike Epps. Dog. But you the one welling about and call me but and all that and, and I'm showing my balls and I'm like, no, where is this coming from? Yeah. No wonder um a short popped up on my damn YouTube feed today about um Tommy Davidson like um apparently he got married in twenty sixteen, some uh-huh. shit. Yeah, he got a thick white joint, you know. She like a, a little bootleg cocoa, you know. I was kinda oh, surprised, yeah. Okay. Huh? All right, good for Tommy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But 
he has like three kids, three or four kids from a previous relationship and shit, man. Um, and then I was expecting like, you know, the comments to say, man, damn, she, she thick young. Like uh-huh. everybody was in the comments arguing about whether he, whether he was gay or not. You know, <laughs> I say, young, what is our, ups- like, who gives a fuck? Why like, are we so obsessed with that shit? Like, young, that cat did not consume this soda for this to happen, you know? <laughs> hey, you know I, I didn't know that was a, a thing. I didn't know Nigga. there was any doubt about... But then again, again, I don't care. Right. Corey Holcomb is the same shit. Talking about Shannon Sharp this, Shannon Sharp that. Like... Why is that always the default for niggas for some reason? When they want to bring a nigga down, they just, gonna, just accuse a nigga of being gay for no reason. No reason, young. Man, it's... And then again, if you go and say that and be slick about it, I'm going to see you. And again, I can't be mad at somebody responding that way. This is true, young. I just I'm don't not know saying what... I would do it. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily how I would respond, but I can't get mad at if he do it. Right. Yeah, man. I just don't know why 2024 has become the year that all niggas got to attack each other, you know? Like, Tone. Tone. white people seem to be behaving themselves this year, you know? <laughs> Tone. Tone. Just, watch, just watching the circus, you know? Tone, let me ask you a question. Who's been the most famous person on Club Shay Shay in the last two months? Oh, Cat. Bullshit. Is Shane? Usher. Oh. The nigga that just performed the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? Ain't nobody even talking about that. Because Usher wasn't on there talking about nobody in mind in this business. But you know what? That ain't good enough, you know? If yeah. you ain't talking about somebody, if you ain't trying to bring somebody down, it don't matter. Don't nobody want to watch that shit. And it's fucking sad. Usher was on there smiling because he still got a hairline, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Usher, Usher smiling. Counting his money, you And that's it, you know? Promoting his shit. See? But you know what? That ain't, young. There's people who don't even know he was on that motherfucker before the Super Bowl. They like Usher was on that. Yeah, <laughs> I sure didn't. I now sure I bet didn't. if he had said something about motherfucking Puffy or Chris Jermaine Brown, Green, yeah. Chris Brown, something, something. <laughs> that nigga don't look as sweet as me. <laughs> yeah. Come on, uh, come on, uh, come on. Uh. <laughs> See, 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 that's the shit that need to be on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, that's Come dirty. on. Uh. Oh, yeah. man. That's what he got on them cards, young. <laughs> <laughs> what to say, young? When he say this, <laughs> when I get stuck, just say, "Come on, Come on up. Up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. If you ain't, uh, yeah, yeah. If you ain't trying to tear a nigga down, you know, we ain't trying to hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. 
Yeah. For no reason. Again, no reason. My people, yeah. My yeah. people. Yeah. It's terrible, dog. It's terrible. It is terrible. It is absolutely terrible, you know? <sighs> yeah, because, um, you know, I ain't going to lie. I partook in that motherfucking cat um, interview. I watched the whole thing. After that, I was kind of over. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm not trying to do this every day, young. Because then, you know, he followed up. Did he follow up with Bonique right after that? Or it was somebody else in between there? He done had, like, who the fuck was on there? I just no. saw he had um, Desi Banks on there. He had uh, uh, your man. Um, was it Country Wayne? Country Wayne, right. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. I've been seeing bits and pieces of the other ones, but I'm like, I'm just not trying to like go through these interviews and just like, just hear a bunch of niggas talking about other niggas, you know? Like between that joint and the Willie D he fought up with with Cat, and I'm like, dog, I, I, I don't like this trend, you know? Yeah, we talked about it uh what about two months ago or something like that. Yeah, you know, like where I, was at it? Yeah. I so real quick, like the Usher uh, interview on Club Shay Shay got 3.2 million views. Mm-hmm. The one Monique got eleven. Yep. Yep. And Usher is a much bigger star, much bigger star than her. You think? Much bigger, like it's not even close. But yeah, that's too bad, you know. They were like mess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love reveling in who said what about who and this person don't fuck with this person, this nigga bitch ass nigga, this nigga gay and all that shit. Tea and controversy. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real life motherfucking soap operas. Yeah. 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 I really get my soap operas to Monday and Friday nights um on on USA and Fox. If you forget what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Man, this shit is just, um, it's disheartening, you know? Like, these, all these rich people don't got nothing else better than do than just sling mud at each other, you know? This, and this is the thing. Shit like this, it's like, like, sometimes I'm really glad that, like, like, as a podcast, like, we've been jolly able to, like, kind of fly under the radar. Like, we have, like, a very devoted crowd. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, in some ways, like seeing shit like it's like, you know what, I, I'm good. I, I, I'm good just being this, doing this, because no, I don't want to be all out here and going back. Like, for what? Uh, Kenny, the answer is so very easily clear, young. Like, is it worth it, young? Go ahead. It's to stay in the algorithm, young. At a certain point, when you start doing a certain amount of numbers, dog, like, you know, to keep up your sponsorships and keep that money flowing, your Patreons, whether you do that shit or you have, like, you know, real sponsorships or whatever, man, you got to hit those certain amount of numbers every fucking month, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to talk about the shit that's trending. Yeah. Like, everything is about a trend now. Mm-hmm. Everything is about staying in the algorithm. Yeah. About talking about what the fuck everybody is fucking, like, giving the tea off about, man. Yeah, hey, engagement, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I'm good on the outfit. Like, I talk about that shit all the time. Like, man, we do our little shit. Like, you know, we hit little segments and shit. But, like, motherfuckers be having a whole show about that. Like, as soon as a new, tiny, 
tidbit of a damn detail breaks and shit, man. They got to do a whole never fucking hour on that shit, you know? And it's nothing but tabloid, tabloid, um, tabloid tube, you know? Mm-hmm. This shit ain't nothing but 15 minute increments of a current affair, you know? Yeah. That's an old tabloid TV show, by the way, y'all. Yeah, you know, it's, mm. hey, guess you got to do what you got to do, you know, that's why these mm, niggas cannot wait, yeah. these niggas cannot wait until some fucking mud gets slung, because they can go live and do their numbers, young, well, ain't shit happening, young, man, they be trying to manufacture all kind of shit, and they start beefing with each other. Yeah. Cause ain't nothing, nothing else going on around you, young. You gotta start talking about the nigga who doing the same thing as you. Oh, I do this better than him. And then all of a sudden, people asking your reaction to this, your reaction to that. Yeah. 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 And all like of a sudden, you got a nigga like Phazon Love who ain't got nothing to do with nothing. He getting interviewed by uh, Willie D. He and Willie D asking him about what Monique said. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I'm gonna try like not talk about shit I uh like I really don't care about as much now, yeah. Cause you know, like um I did that shit two weeks ago, like gave her like a um an opinion just about like the Nikki and Meg shit. I don't care, young. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. I really don't care, young. Mm-hmm. I was just kinda like just embarrassed for Nikki more than anything because she's looking like drunk aunt, yeah. But I don't care about they beef. That's I'm another trying. one, you know. Like, dog, incredibly talented. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that she's, you would think, wealthy beyond belief, you know, but if I got to do that to get it, you know, I'm all right, man. And they don't, young, but you know what? People pick up these fucking idiot boxes every day, young, and it fools them into believing that they have to care about it. You know, the CP, I went around, the CP, I'm sorry, go ahead. I went around and I was on, um, Twitter and Instagram, like Twitter for the first time in like, like for, for more than like a minute or so on Sunday, just to get like reaction from the fucking gang. You know, I was, I was, um, at a party and shit. Niggas was talking about, Oh, look, 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 the, look at the memes they put on Twitter and shit. So I went on Twitter and I was on there for a little while or whatever. And I got off there. In Instagram, and after that, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of good, and I'm kind of, kind of, you know, tapped out of um, social media, whatever, man. And every time I, t- I you know, I-, I take a break now from Instagram, particularly, you know, I always think about that. Um, what was that? The the fucking joint on on um, on Netflix, the Social Circle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that joint, young dog, for the past two days, that Instagram app has been bothering the fuck out of me. Look who's posting. You know, your friends over here posting. They doing this. Don't you want to check on this? And I'm like, leave me the fuck alone, you know? Hmm. But to a lot of people, oh, I'm missing something. Let me click. Let me open this app up. Mm-hmm. Let me check all my mentions. Let me mm-hmm. check all my messages. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, like that shit kind of got on my nerves and shit. I, like, I ain't been on that motherfucker. I'm like, man, just leave me alone, dog. Just let me... Mm-hmm. Leave me to my own fucking devices, young. 
that being no devices. Right. So. Sometimes you, got, sometimes you need to take a break, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. What else is going on with you, man? How you been this week? I was a trip. I went home. I didn't see you, so. Man, relaxing. It was one of them trips, dog. I just pretty much chilled at the crib, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Spent time with moms. I was able to take her out. Just get out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I took it to the movies. Uh, we saw American Fiction. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, okay. I actually took it out to the Hoffman. I ain't been out there in a while. Um, mm. Yeah, that whole area and how different it looks now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we went to, you know, went to lunch with the Jerry's. Um, I don't buoy. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Had to, you know, had to get a crab cake. Mm-hmm. Um, how was them the quality of Jerry's? It was good. It was good. Okay. It was good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be expensive, but, you know, it's one of those types of things that, you know, when you want. Hold up. How much was the crab cake in the, um, um, how many did you get? All right. So I ended up actually getting the rockfish top with, uh, with crab. Okay. So it was like, like a crab cake on top of the rockfish or whatever, but that alone was like almost $60. Okay. Cause uh, um, Lynn said she went to the Carlisle and got charged twenty dollars for one crab cake. Was it a petite crab cake or? Cause like now that's that sounds about right, you know. I don't know what the prices are, but you know, anytime they hit you with that motherfucking market price, young, you at the, you're at the mercy of the yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, now twenty dollars for a crab cake sounds yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I told her, you know, it's only <laughs> two dollars more than a Whopper, a Whopper meal. So, <laughs> <laughs> that market price price Whopper. <laughs> yeah, I still cannot believe you, nigga. I would have said, nigga. <laughs> I'd have slammed that shit in that window, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all kinds of special sauces, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so yeah. Okay. I just wanted to kinda of keep my keep my eye on how much shit costs now, yeah. Yeah, I Something mean, like- um I was in Costco yesterday, um that Phillips lump crab meat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um about twenty eight dollars. Man, they be having that shit behind. I mean, they be having that shit in that cage with um. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that shit in the cage with the with the liquor, you know. Yeah, yeah, the PS five, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the P- the PS five and and that motherfucker Remy Elite, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that motherfucker crab meat, yeah. <laughs> so, so, that's a top shelf trifecta, yeah. a PS5, a, a bottle of Remy XO, and some luck. Yeah. yeah, dog. Some high value shit right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. I'm taking it all back to my law firm. Law- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better put that in the trunk of an Audi, nigga. Yeah. Mine, you know? <laughs> 
Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that fucking crab meat is crazy now, young. Yeah, they actually had it on the shelf here, you know. Um, Bird? Yeah, yeah. You can go right up, pick one, and go pay man, for it. Man, like, like, off the no bullshit, young. You got to get that, <laughs> that big-ass card and check it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's off. Hey, Tom. I got to grab that card, young. <laughs> Niggas be like, oh, shit, that nigga kidding that, that lump, young. <laughs> Hey, so, did we talk about the first time I saw it at the John Ryan the crib, you know? <laughs> I said, God damn, you know? I can't even take that motherfucking lump and just pay for it and walk out. I got to get somebody nah, to get a, yeah. with some keys on them, you know? Nah, hey, dude. Hey, better play that shit up, you know? Carry that card, you know? Start making some eye contact. Like, bitch, I got to get the lump. What you want to do? <laughs> yeah. We eat good over here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, terrible ridiculousness. So yeah. glad y'all ain't living like heathens over there, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, good for y'all. Yeah. All right. So, um, where did you watch the game? Um, see, so got a couple people over at the crib. Okay. Yeah. What's up? All right. About you? Uh, my man Jason. Um, with the Howard. Um, he had um a little joint. He he lives like right over. Um, the line in Hyersville. He like lives maybe like like three blocks from the Aldi I go to. Um, okay. In Hyersville, whatever they got like a new um, housing development over there. So he had just moved over there last year before Super Bowl. So he had a party there. Um, then he had another one um, this year. So made a batch of baklava cookies and took over there. Um, mm-hmm. I saw them joints on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, man. Pretty mm-hmm. easy um, um, recipe as well. So, anybody need holler at me. Alright. Um, so, yeah. Um, just did that and had to be to work 8.15 next morning. So, I just uh, ran over there and ran back home. So, good shit though. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, so, yeah. Nothing else really popping this week uh, over here. No floods, so knock on wood. Um, hopefully, the end of that um, has uh, expired. Um, yeah, I just gotta get a um, get a new faucet and install it. My faucet just came yesterday, so I'm gonna have some. Um, I have record home shield come out and install that joint. So I should be back to a regular um, 2024 plumbing uh, capable dude by the end of next week. All right. All right, uh, so yeah, let's get into this game, man. Um, what do you think about the game and what are the outcomes and the legacies defined and all that good stuff? Uh, what do you think, man? I thought San Francisco should have won. Uh, I don't understand why they abandoned the run. You got a weapon like Christian McCaffrey um, in a game like that. Uh, yeah, I just think you just find ways to get him the ball. Um, man, that's not taking anything away from you know everybody else, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, George Kittle. Um, I just felt like he was just a little underutilized. Um, he was somebody that I felt like I didn't even see this. I think like the midway point of the season, you just kind of looking at the type of season he was having. I didn't understand why he wasn't even involved like more in MVP discussions. And I've always been a big fan of his. I think in a game like that, he I mean he even showed um, you know everybody just 
you know, his game-breaking ability, and I think they just, for some reason, got away. I just don't understand why they got away from it. Um, but at the end of the day, man, you can't give Patrick Mahomes that many chances. And um, it's just funny just seeing how people kind of counted him out this season. Um, when you got somebody like that, and I think this is, it somewhat speaks like to the discussions you've heard about them being a dynasty, um, like are they a dynasty? And I don't, I don't think there should be any question. Like when you have a team like this with, even going back to when like Tyree Hill left the team, people just mm-hmm. thinking like, you know, they lost their big, that like their major weapon in their offense. Like how are they going to adapt? But they have because they have a great quarterback and they've been able to do it. Like he, he is that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady is. He's going to have to do a, still a whole lot to get to Tom's level. Now, he can absolutely do it, and I think there's anybody that's going to do it is going to be him, but um, not there yet. He's still, he's still got some work to do, but um, when you talk about just caliber of player, how they think the game, like on that level, absolutely. He is a, he's Brady's equal, man. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, you just can't say enough just about just like who he is as a player and they've been able to sustain who they are as a franchise and play championship level football because, you know, Andy Reid lets that man cook, man. And, um, yeah, um, Kyle Shanahan. <sighs> I don't think he deserves the... I'm not going to say hate, but I've just seen a lot of people saying that man's a choke artist, he's this, he's that. Until you win it, you're going to have that reputation, and it didn't help that they fired Steve Wilkes today. And it looks like they scapegoated him in the situation because, again, Cal Shanahan made mistakes as well. Um, but also, hiring Steve Wilkes in the first place. And I think even today, some of the comments he made, I think he kind of acknowledged that. Like, it just was a bad fit, but at the end of the day, him and John Lynch were the people that made that hire. Um, Steve Wilkes had a you know a DB, you know coach back coaching background. You look at the last two DCs in San Francisco. They had Robert Saleh and they had D'Amico Ryan's, and they both had you know D line linebacker backgrounds, and they emphasized like the strength of their defense, which is the front seven. And he didn't really do that as much. And this never really was a, again like a really good fit. There wasn't a really a good coach in-house to replace D'Amico Ryan, so they end up getting him, but it just wasn't a good fit, and I just think, you know, Bosa kind of throwing him under the bus after the game. I think you kind of knew at that point, like, yeah, he may not be back, and like, yeah, he's not. Um, it'll be very interesting to see where they go um, from here as far as, like, you know, bringing somebody else to help him to help the defense, but again, the offense isn't without blame here, so... Um, yeah, Kyle Shanahan might need to look at him real a little bit, bro. Um, but again, I don't think he's. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, yeah, and I know this is extreme, but I've seen like 49ers fans, or quote unquote 49ers fans on social media saying, like, yeah, they kind of done with the dude. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he walk away. But <clears> then again, yeah, he made mistakes. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, just going forward, um, like how San Francisco, how they um, 
kind of retooled on defense and trying to just, you know, get back to playing like that, you know, that Seahawks style defense. And um, for Kansas City now was they did it with this team. Right. Um, <laughs> if it was one to get, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, I thought San Francisco, to me, people asked me all week before the game. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really hesitate. Like, both 49ers were just a better team than them. But, again, um, yeah, they got the best player in football. Playing quarterback <laughs> for them. So, it's kind of hard to to roll those dudes out, man, and they just find ways. So, Yeah, the whole first quarter, when they were kind of um, just kind of jousting and they both had the turnovers, I said these turnovers just seem so much bigger for San Francisco than they do for KC because they had two pretty good drives came up with no points. KC, you know, they kind of just got like, you know, the big chunk played downfield and then um, had a fumble there. So that kind of cost them. But <clears throat> when it comes down to a game of that magnitude, you know, a lot of time it, it, it comes down to quarterback play. And you, you're thinking kind of in the back of your mind, at least I was, like the 49ers can't afford to, to waste these opportunities because if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, and it comes down to both of them having the ball, KC going to win because they got the better quarterback. And, um, you know, these turnovers and, you know, once again, dog, like, I don't know what it is about the 49ers in big games when they get these turnovers on special teams, young. It happened to us. Or what happens to, it happened to them against us in the NFC Championship game. Shout out to man Kenny Williams. Um... And it happened again um, on Sunday, dog. Like, they have these turnovers in these big games on special teams, John. And, you know, between that and the block field, the black um, extra point, man, like, those are difference in the game. And you can say, well, if you're going to race one turnover, you can race another turnover for the, the Chiefs or whatever, man. But this is these are, like, the things that the 49ers weren't going to be able to do if they wanted to win the game. Because if it comes down to quarterback versus quarterback, making play versus making play, gonna put your money on Mahomes. Um, I think most most reasonable people would do that. Um, you know, it wasn't as bad in terms of like you know get, getting plays to the running back um, as it was in that Baltimore game. It kind of seems like they just never were committed to the run, um, but. You know, I was sitting with, with people. I was like, man, if these motherfuckers listen to Tony Romo and just give the ball and pound the ball with McCaffrey, be it Debo, whoever, just like challenge them to either stop the run or stop the running back out of the backfield. It's going to be a long day. First four fucking plays, man. Eight yards, seven yards, 15 yards, 20 yards. And then McCaffrey had to fumble. They came right back and didn't abandon the run. I said, okay, he gets it. But somewhere in the third quarter, he lost his way. Of course, you know, great teams make adjustments at, at halftime, but you don't abandon the run altogether. It seems like, it seems like that's what they did. Like, you know, 
Chris McCaffrey ended up with like about, about 25, seven, seven touches or whatever, but he should have had 40. If that's what it takes to win that game, that's what he has to It's the last game of the year. Dog, those great teams that, you know, the NFC East um, produced in the 90s, be it, you know, us in 91, you guys in 92, the, the Cowboys in the next three or four years, man. We ran the ball and dared you to stop us until you stopped us consistently. Kept on doing the same thing. But as I always say, offensive coordinators and their toys, young, they got to play with them all. You really don't, young. And they weren't in a shootout. They were in a shootout. They were up abandoning the run, dog. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the part that was just so damn confusing about it. It was one thing if you're down three scores late in the third quarter. That's one thing. If you're not. Yeah, man. That's why, you know, I know it's a, di- a completely different game, whatever, man, but that's why I was so damn dumbfounded and proud of what Michigan did. Mm-hmm. Not passing the ball one time in a and a whole half of a game, you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's what made me root for him. Because I'm like, I, I mean, bravo, shit. Like, if they can't stop you, why are you going to do why something you, else, yeah, you know? Why are you helping them? <laughs> you taking the clock down, you got to lead, dog. Like, what's the problem? But that toy sitting off in the corner, young. Ain't got no love in, the, in, in some 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 in, in some time, young. So let's go over here to the motherfucking Buzz Lightyear, young. But um, yeah, um, but I can't really dislike pound at home, whatever, man. It was a good. It went to overtime, man. It was a good game. It wasn't like anybody had like a super major gaffe or anything, man. Like they just lost to a team that wasn't necessarily better than than them. But they were more battle-tested than them. And they had the best player on the, on the field. Doesn't mean they didn't waste opportunities, man. But this wasn't some, like, colossal failure. Like, man, what the Ravens did two weeks ago was, was much worse than, than what the Lions did this week, um, last weekend. But it was just in a bigger game. It was bigger stakes. So, you know, like, um... I heard, you know, I've been listening to, um, I always listen to the losers, um, sports radio, um, the whole next day, whatever. Like, I heard people going after um, Kyle or whatever, he can't win the big one or whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. But I was like, well, we need a quarterback who has a name. I'm like, man, you cannot put this on Brock Purdy, you know? mm-hmm. Like, did he miss a couple passes? Yeah, but he didn't have any turnovers because I was waiting for the, for the interception to come at some point. Didn't have the big turnover. He was pretty accurate, but you know, but like you said, he did miss some some big ones. He he missed some, but like Mahomes, Mahomes the one through the the big pick, you know, they just couldn't take advantage of it because they didn't want to run the ball. Like it wasn't a bad game by Purdy. It wasn't, you know, mm, I wouldn't say it was good either. It wasn't, it wasn't a great game, young, but, like, neither quarterback played, like, lights out, man. KC struggled for much of the first half, you know. And then the second half, when he started making, making a comeback, Mahomes threw an interception. 
Like, so he, he wasn't spotless either. Like, these are two very good defenses as well, man. So, to not have any turnovers, that's a pretty... That's a pretty underrated thing. Like, people love shitting on game managers or whatever, man. Game game managers can, can win games by just not fucking up. So, wasn't a perfect game by him. Wasn't a great game by him. But it was enough to win if... Maybe get some help by the coaching staff. Maybe that offensive line, you know, blocks a bit better for an extra point. Like, these little things could, could have been the difference in him being a Super Bowl MVP or at least a Super Bowl winner and not being a guy like, hey, we need another quarterback. Uh, yeah, I can't put this on Purdy here. Like, if you want to, like, give him, you know, a bit of, you know, responsibility for this shit, but, like, the blame, though, young, like, nah, it's just kind of like looking for an excuse to shit on on anybody and everybody because it didn't go right, man. Sometimes you just lose, lose a, good, a good close game, man. There's no reason to get a guy who's still on a rookie deal the fuck out of there because then when you start doing that, you start fucking with the money in other places that you need to fill in. So I... I don't agree at all with them having to, like, you know, replace Brock Purdy. That sounds crazy to me. <clears throat> um, Yeah, man. I thought Mahomes was 29. He's 28, you know. 28 with three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And he's going to get some receivers at some point. Like I said, if if they couldn't, like, clip him with this receiving court, like, who knows what the the ceiling is for the defense, but the defense is getting better. And if they just have to go out in the next, you know, two or three drafts and, and draft two or three receivers um, and, and, and all these drafts, he's going to hit with one, and that's all he needs is one, you know. Don't let him get, get, get two. Don't let him get another fucking tight end to uh, replace Kelsey. Not sure how much he has left in the tank, young. But dog, if he can get another receiver, young, like might might be dark in the AFC f- f- for sure. If he got somebody like Justin Jefferson, man, man, it's it's a few niggas you can throw it throwing that mix. Even somebody man. like Terry McLaurin, who was like, you know what? If Washington's sorry again next year, like, can I just go somewhere and win? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm tired of playing meaningless football. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Trade fucking Evan Ingram there, some shit, young. Know? Mm-hmm. Just like it's young. Know, he don't have to have the best, young. Know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, he don't have to we've have the best. Now. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. Just give him some competent niggas who can stay healthy, young. Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, and like for all the shit people give giving Kyle, young, know, like man, yeah, niggas said that shit about Andrew for twenty years, young. Know? Everything he did in Philadelphia, man, that shit was, was was bullshit when he left because he didn't win the big one. 
But yeah, difference is those quarterbacks and this quarterback. And now, now you be he one of the greatest coaches ever. See, funny how that happens when you get you have a fucking competent quarterback. Not even a competent quarterback, a great quarterback. He's had competent quarterbacks, young, but mm -hmm. they couldn't do this. It's funny, McCole Hardman caught the damn game-winning touchdown. People didn't even fucking know he was on the team. Yeah. I was like, hold on, when the fuck they get him back? He's like, yeah, mm -hmm. back in October. Yeah, yeah. 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 Slight little move there. Yeah. Like, he had some catches and shit, but, like, Travis Kelsey didn't even really get off in this game. Like, mm -hmm. man, he just be finding the open dude, you know? He can make throws that other people can't. Can make throws other people can't. He knows when to run. When other people be thinking about whether they should run or not. Mm -hmm. Like he just, he just got it, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's that shit. Like you know, that those one or two seasons where, you know. <laughs> We got in the fucking wars in this podcast where, like, Aaron Rodgers could just do everything. He does that shit from start one through now. It's not a two-year window thing with him. He can just do everything. And you don't see any fall off, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, some guys have windows, man, and some guys, like, man, you know... It's like the shit with like Brady. Like I know he's got he's gotten hurt. Like he got hurt one season or whatever, man. But for as as much as athletic as guys have gotten over the past fifteen years on a defensive line at the linebacker position, being able to rush the passer, and everybody's looking towards a running quarterback. Just the things he has been able to do to just avoid the rush, just sidestepping, just feeling the rush, man. Like. You got skill, and you got, like, it's like an aura and a sixth inch, huh? So Brady had it on a God level. And even somebody like fucking Eli Manning did not have been hurt young. He knew when to go down, knew, knew when to, like, sidestep a rush or whatever. But then Pat has all that shit that Brady had, Eli, Peyton, all these guys had. And he can run, young. And he knows when to do it. Because guys like Lamar and them, they can run too. But they, it seems like they just overthink it sometimes, young. Like, he just always seems to know what to do, young. And he has every tool. It's just crazy, young. And that's why, like, you know, I said last week, that's why you're going to see teams sell the farm when they hear about this, that, that, that generational talent shit with, like, quarterbacks coming up in, in drafts or whatever because everybody wants that. Everybody wants that, but see, the thing is, don't, going about it that way can get you sprayed. Because sure. Pat, Patrick Mahomes wasn't seen as that. Well, he was Tom Brady, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, like, sometimes it just comes, I'm not going to say is, because, see, then I would be disrespecting can't see front office by saying this is dumb luck. It wasn't that. It's just a lot of the things that other teams talked about, like his immaturity and um, too much of a gunslinger and all that. At the end of the day, 
they said, like, dog, if you just look at the physical traits, what he does, and you just actually just look at the film, I know sometimes the intangible stuff can get people caught up, and, and I can't really blame people sometimes if they say, you know what, if I feel like somebody's a little too immature, I'm not even going to take the risk because, you know what, I'd rather live with it. If he ends up being great, so what? But then again, if you draft him and, you know, he's not always in his playbook, he's not putting in the hours, you know, watch. He's not doing the stuff that is a prerequisite for being great, not just somebody that can come in, start, be good, be great. If he doesn't have the temperament for it, if he doesn't have the maturity level for it, if he doesn't have the drive to do it, I'd rather not just take my chances. And if he comes great, then you know what, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. But then again, a lot of the stuff that you heard people say about Patrick Mahomes before the draft, like now, like people don't even remember a lot of this shit. You have to like go back and see like, what the hell was supposed to be the problem again? Why were so many people critical of the pick again? Mm-hmm. Because you see so many, like you said, so many of the, of the intangibles. And me, it goes back to like, just the way, like him and Brady, just the way they think about the game, the way they visualize it. It, 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 it pours out from the way that they play. Like you said, yeah. just always knowing when to make the right play. Yeah. I think it's just a, a multitude of things, man. It also includes being coached correctly. Being in a fucking uh, an organization that has some direction, c- consistency in the same offense, like and all see, these things. And see, tone, it, it's culture. Yeah. Like even them losing an offensive coordinator, it, it kind of goes back to like even when we were saying earlier, we were talking earlier about Steve Wilkes. Like they have a culture in San Francisco, and it was kind of started by Rob Sully and it was carried on by D'Amico Ryan's. So you had that expectation. And sometimes, like, the pieces, like, they just don't gel. But when you have a coach like they have in Kansas, you can lose your OC. And I know at some point this, this season, people was like, see, their offense ain't clicking like it was because they lost Eric Bieniemy. And at that point, Washington's offense was doing okay. Sam Howell was looking like he may be, you know, somebody. But it's funny how things can change in the same season. Mm-hmm. The same season. In a month. Yeah, basically in a month, month and a half, yeah. But they got that dude. Yep. Gotta have a dude, you know. Yeah. That's that's what people mean when they talk about culture. That's what they mean, you know. And a lot of times they don't even gotta be the coach. You got somebody like him, like Tom set the tone in New England. Patrick sets the tone in Kansas City. Yeah, but it's also humbled Andy too. Andy said um, after the game, like, you know, sometimes he just comes to me after a drive and tells me to like, look at things this way. And he's like, man, you know, I'm not too proud to like listen to him because he's on the field. Yeah. I'd be a fool not to. Yeah, but some of these office coordinators, though, man. You no, know, that's enough. They you gotta, know better. You got to take your ego out of it, man. Andy Reid knows he 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 has a special talent. He has one of them guys. He has an all-time great playing quarterback for him. He knows that. 
at this point in his career, it's like, I'm just going to ride this out. Yeah. 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 It's a give and take, though, man. You know, because, like, he's still not perfect. So him being open to listen when the situation calls for it or, you know, earlier on in the season when things aren't going great, man, I'm sure he, you know, put some more time in um in, in, in film session. Listen to coaches and, and like, you know, they they just had like the report and got the feedback and got it right, young. Like, it ain't just a one stop shop. One one guy knows everything, man. It's a team sport and like coach supposed to do their job and players supposed to do their job and sometimes the other side helps the other side out, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's what creates culture. Just not one person knows everything and they gonna like, you know, they got the answers to everything. Because if that was the case, then you know, nobody would Nobody would need the other side, but that's not how it works, Sean. Like, coach is putting a lot of work for you to get to the point where you can see things on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, and Andy's been through this shit, man. So, he, like, at this point, man, I don't know why he would even consider um, stepping down anytime soon, you know, like, until Pat was was ready to leave, you know, like I they'd have to drag me out that motherfucker. How, how old is Andy? Man, Andy got to be in his mid sixties by now. All right, how long did Pete Carroll coach too? Pete Carroll early seventies. I'm saying all the way. What he did sixty five, man. Yeah, man. Like I don't know about the rest of y'all, but when um um. Yeah, Pete Carroll, seventy-two. When he tackled Big Chris um, after the game, young, he got back up up by himself, young. Ain't nobody helping him up. Yeah. Quit for what? This shit fun. Like, I went through all that shit in Philadelphia, and I'm gonna quit now, young. For no, what? For what, man? Nah, because now Andy, he's he could potentially be looking at a uh, ghost status, young. Dog, like, <laughs> while them two together, young, like, man, like I said, they going to get a receiver at some point, young, and niggas going to be in trouble. That's why everybody was shitting on them this year. Like, this is the year to shit on them. Mm-hmm. And they still want it. And they still want it, young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now niggas, you know, <laughs> grinding nails to the cuticles, young. Mm-hmm. Like, might not even be a they, they they can go out and trade for somebody. Like anything can happen, you know. Yep. Like um, the West thing sign a new contract, man. They might get like, you know, why they like you know cultivating somebody like like Rice or getting another young receiver. They might go out and get somebody like motherfucking D Hop, you know. Just somebody who's dependable, dog. Mm-hmm. Think Odell ain't think about electric sliding over there, young? That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> Man, any like these niggas was terrible this year, young. Mm-hmm. Anybody cop just who can catch the ball. But then again, some of these niggas on his, on his damn on his damn roster be like, you know what, man? I might be inspired to be be better, man. I might train harder this offseason and become better next year. 
That's what great players do. They inspire niggas. Yeah. Not a hot bar, you know. Yeah, just just catch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the ball gonna be there, so. Yeah. 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 So, congratulations to Kansas City. Um, Frisco, man. So. <laughs> I got um, a co-worker. The only reason I want um, KC to win is because uh, my co-worker is a 49ers fan. And, um, you know, past three years especially, he's been shitting on Michigan because he's, he's salty that Jim couldn't win one with them and shit. So um, Jim got to be a failure everywhere else. Um, Jim Harbaugh. And he's an SEC fan and shit. So but Michigan finally won this year. Um, you know, got my get back then. And... Um, yeah, man, um, this nigga was talking shit midway through through the third quarter and shit, whatever. It's uh, a Michigan kicker's fault. We we, we we lost this game. That was a fourth quarter or whatever, man. I'm like, man, tell you niggas to block or whatever. But, um, yeah, man, I got accused of something very heinous today, Kenny. Say that one more time. I got accused of something very heinous today, huh? Of what? Something very heinous. I got accused of oh. something very heinous today. What's that? I got accused of being a jerk, you know? Damn. Because said um, co-worker didn't come to work on Monday, you know? I'm like, that's what we're doing now? We, that's not coming. To, we're, like, we're not facing the music, you know? Hmm. So, um... I didn't go to work yesterday. I teleworked yesterday, but they say, you know, old boy showed up yesterday, man. He was snippy with everybody and shit, man. And I was like, why is he so mad? And niggas was like, because his team lost. I was like, well. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, <laughs> they lost us in the MC Championship game when he first started here. They lost to the, they lost to the Ravens in the damn Beyonce Bowl. Um, They lost. In 2020, the dude was also a Duke fan. He lost to Carolina, the biggest game in the world. Like, he should be used to it. And somebody said, you're a jerk for that. I said, what? <laughs> I said, that's just fucking like, that's just reason, young. Deductive reasoning. Like, if you're used to losing all the time, why should it be a big deal now where you have to call out of work, young? Yeah. That's fair. So, I don't know. Nah, that's, that's my man, though. But um, <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he really did call out of work, though. That shit, everybody was waiting for him and shit. Because um, in 2020, man, like, I just put my little my little post up. We have a, um, a wall of shame. Like, when everybody's team loses, niggas put up um, a little, little poster. Uh, they print something out on Photoshop or whatever and put it up. These motherfuckers went and roasted him and put all kind of shit on his door. And I was like, y'all niggas out of line. I'm not doing that, you know. So, nobody put any, nobody even put anything on his door this year, and he called out of work, you know? I said, well, maybe this is breaking point. I don't know, young, but I just thought he should be used to it by now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Tell y'all, y'all need to come, come join me in not giving that much of a fuck about sports, you know? Like, you can't be in your fucking, like, approaching your 40s mm -hmm. and higher and letting that shit get to you that much, you know? It shouldn't be at y'all.
Yeah, I mean, uh, eh. the older you get, the less you, the less you're supposed to care because you care about important things, you know? Yeah, like, but but you know also, it seems like every year on the Monday at the Super under the Super Bowl, um, I see people talking about whether or not the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday because everybody's hungover. Oh man, Kenny, oh boy. I struggled to work. And I didn't even like super overdo it or anything, young, but. That's why it should be on Saturday. The Super Bowl you know should what? be on a Saturday. You know what? Have you said this before? Yeah. Yeah, I think you have. It should be on a Saturday. So you can just rest on that Sunday, you be good for Monday. It's terrible for people to go to Super Bowl parties. And the game's never over before because of the halftime show. The game is never over before ten o'clock. And then you got overtime. Maybe this year. you got overtime this year. It's ten thirty, possibly eleven. If you done traveled, you know, what I'm saying thirty minutes or whatever like that to go to a party, or whatever. Like you're not getting home till midnight. Yeah, because niggas definitely had their jackets on when that shit hurt overtime. Like, yeah, we just gonna watch this. Uh... <laughs> The score, young, and yeah. we out of here. And like, then we out, cause we got shit to do tomorrow. Yeah, if that was, was if that was a sad ass shit, would have went to two o'clock in the morning. Young. Right, but that's the, that's the thing. People kind of like once you're in a in a kind of a festive mood or whatever like that. Like you just don't want to just shut it down all of a sudden. Yeah. So yeah, just have it on Saturday so people can just like do whatever on Sunday and get ready to go to work on Monday instead of being all blown the next day at work because it was like, damn, what, we just had a party? Yeah, I came, man, I ran from work, came home, and made some motherfucking wonton broth, young, and I went to bed at 7 o'clock, young. Terrible. I was so cooked, young. Terrible. But, but hold up, Kenny. But, Kenny, it's tradition. Well, you know what else is fucking tradition? The Super Bowl being the first Sunday of February. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen this year. Yeah. So now what? So now what? Yeah, yeah dog. Because, like, um, like, I think I was talking about how Media media um, Week hadn't, like, um, been as visible the past two weeks or whatever. Because I thought that the Super Bowl was going to be last Sunday. Because the Super Bowl is always the first Sunday of February. But it got pushed back because they added one more game. Mm-hmm. So if you can change that, you can change the date of the game as well. Or or we should just make the Monday at the Super Bowl a national holiday. You know? So I say all that to say... One or the other. One or the other, yeah. I say all that to say, like, I'm not surprised a nigga ain't, ain't showed up to work on a Monday. Yeah. Especially if his team was involved. He was like, you know what, dog? I'm already hungover. I'm blown. I'm just taking the day off. Yeah. Because God forbid, you know, if the Washington professional football team get back to the Super Bowl in my lifetime, you know, <laughs> and we lose, and I and I just don't know if we ever if it's ever going to happen again in my life, you know, yeah, I'd be blown, you know. But what you calling the work, though, man? Yeah, if I got the time, you know, yeah, and again, mm. you know, I had more than a few whiskeys, yeah, so. Because I woke up 
Monday, I'm like, God damn, wait a minute, why we, yeah, we did drink half that bottle, huh? All right. Yeah, young. Yeah. 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 It's just something about being out drinking, cause I'm sure, I'm sure in the, uh, in the, in the COVID era, I was up way past fucking midnight drinking my fucking bourbon and shit, watching Ninth Wonder on fucking IG and shit. Had to be to work the next day, and I wasn't cooked like. That young, mm-hmm. it's like the shit hits you harder when you out. You know, I, I don't know, dog. Nah, nah. And I didn't even like overdo it because you know I still had to drive home and shit, so I wasn't like drunk or nothing. But when I got home, I was like, yeah. Evenings to bed next morning. I was I woke up like, man, why do I have to go anywhere today? Yeah, yeah. How many um women women were at, at the um Super Bowl joint overseas house? Uh everybody was pretty much coupled up. There wasn't no Alright, so I made a bet with Troy. I said, Man, you see all the women like converging uh, um in the kitchen now. I said with about a minute to go, young, you're gonna see them trying to scope the living room out trying to find a seat young for this halftime show man they attacked that joint like a motherfucking bunch of uh, bald eagles young mm-hmm. in the motherfucking desert dog like them halftime shows man they be caring Kenny they be caring they so much young they do but there wasn't a disappointment this year though cause um Usher did kill that shit I enjoyed it immensely. Did right job. Yeah. Like I had been um, saying, like, whereas a whole bunch of other, well, most, if not all, Super Bowl uh, halftime shows have been, like, you know, kind of built from the ground up or whatever. He was just fine-tuning his shit because he's been out there doing this shit for how long in Vegas? How long? When did that residency, residency start? Like, back in the summer some shit like that? Yeah. It was like, um... Well rehearsed performance. Yeah, man. And like mm-hmm. I said, that definitely speaks to yeah. He's been doing it. Brought the skates out and all that shit, mm-hmm. man. No, no pre-recorded track. Nope. That's nope. evidenced by Alicia Keys. Um, yeah, that first, that first note was a little rough, but she brought it back together and man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Shout out to all the insecure niggas out there who say that um, Swizz got to shoot that fade with Usher, young. It's part of it's part of the fucking performance, y'all. These are the same niggas who probably want to fight their actress wife for what she do in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they perform with them. What you doing, making googly eyes at that, at that nigga, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, like I was like, um, did, did I go and get a drink? Did I, did I miss some part of this shit where he like, um? Grab, grab them cakes or some shit, you know? Like, it was performance art, you know? Like, it's, it's part of the show, y'all. I said, yeah. You can tell who, um, blow that girl phone up as soon as she leave the house, you know? 
But um, great halftime show. Um, Super Bowl is gonna be in New Orleans next year. Do we get some? Do we get some some Lil Wayne next year, Kenny? It seems like that's what the people want. Um, I don't know. Is Jay Z in charge of the shit every year? I, that's that's what I was gonna ask you, man. Is that like his thing now? Like going forward? Because it seems like it's working out pretty well so far. Yeah. Yep. So and, um, I would I would think you you know it, it makes sense. Like he's got to be part of this shit, young. Like you know. Might think it's just some hippity hoppity shit, young, but Wayne um has a very vast um, catalog. Um, I'm not sure if you, if you saw one of his uh, Louisiana um, shows that that they um either did on YouTube or Prime um a couple years ago, and um yeah, he has enough you know family friendly ish type material to pull off a, a 15 20 minute performance, young. Think he can do that shit with his eyes closed. Bring on some friends. Bring out, bring out Drake and bring out you know, you know, whoever the fuck young. Bring out Jay, whoever young. Like he has a catalog large enough, full of hits, dog, to pull off a damn um, halftime show, particularly in Louisiana. Like if, if not now, then never, young. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Um, one thing that don't make sense that I saw a couple of people on Twitter talking about is that cash money versus no limit. Mm-mm. As a mm-hmm. what? A halftime show? Yeah. Now, if they did that, then I want to fight Swizz Young. <laughs> like, nah. You and Timberland ain't, um, Sneaking y'all grubby hands and ruining the fucking Super Bowl, you know? I, I just don't want to see Master P and some fatigue jump around the stage, you know? <laughs> You mean waddle around the stage, you know? Yeah. I ain't want to say it, but, you know. Yeah. 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 There ain't no limit fans out there. I mean this with no disrespect. But a lot of that shit just hasn't aged well, you Dog. And neither have they, you know? No. So, yeah. What you gonna have? Like, I can just see some white people um in the crowd now. Like, um, yeah, I'm from, um, I'm from Kansas City. And, um, first of all, the guy Silk, I don't understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why is that one guy, Mr. Cal, um, broadcasting live from a jail a jail mm-hmm. cell? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Big bag of air in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they just bring out 
kill a mic with some Crip Cola. <laughs> to wash it all down. <laughs> Mike dog was smiling with Crip Cola. He called that Cola. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm out here popping cans. <laughs> Mia gonna be the only one, only competent person who looks like herself rolling her eyes in the corner. <laughs> These niggas. It's a check though. Checks, 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 checks. Mia dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, hold on, Kenny. I'm talking myself into this one. I might want to see this now. <laughs> How quick Jacob loses job, you know. <laughs> yeah. Roscoe, what the fuck was that? Nah, no soul handshake, nigga. I said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you know, oh boy. You know when when Raj dog don't know what to do around black people, he give him a soul shake, you know. <laughs> yeah, talk that nervous, that nervous <laughs> soul shake. That's his go-to, young. <laughs> They call that nigga name with them gold fronts and them dreads on draft day, yeah? Like, uh, so shake. Yeah. <laughs> works every time. Every time, man. yeah. Man. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hope, hope, it, hope it now. I hope it does happen, man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the fuck else is going on? NBA. Um, is the trade deadline over? Don't you know I don't know you? Cause I saw some earlier uh, talking about um the Warriors made um uh, an offer to the Lakers about like bringing LeBron there. So I'm like um. Hopefully, the trade deadline's over if they like saying that shit openly, you know? That's kind of blatant. Like, isn't that also like a. Couldn't that be fucking considered tampering or some shit if they leak that shit when a trade line's still like active? I, I don't know, you But, um, if it indeed is not, um, if it indeed is over, you know, I'll be disappointed because we didn't get rid of D'Angelo. That's all I really want. But uh, that's all I got, you know. You know what? I got a um, a headline today. I meant to check the standings or whatever. It said Pistons no longer um in the basement. So is their team worse than them now? Say that again. I thought I thought I saw a headline earlier that said the Pistons no longer in the basement. Yeah, they had one like um um it wasn't a whole lot of games in a row, but um Oh, so y'all yeah. y'all have one more win than them. Maybe Yeah, some they, probably had changed in the last maybe day or two or whatever, but Yeah, okay, okay. 
Because I know they had won a whopping like two out of their last five games or something. Yeah, they've been they've been four and six in the last ten. Yeah. And y'all been two and eight. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, so we didn't make any moves. Uh, and um, oh, yeah, the Bucks been four and six in the last 10, you um, How bad is going in for Doc? Um,. I mean, you fire your head coach and bring in Doc. Right. Um, I don't know, you know. Uh, is it still sort of like this honeymoon period? I trying to figure each other. I, I don't know. Y'all kind of le- trying to learn how to live together. Um, yeah. I would think that if there's any argu- argument to be made to cops and pleas for for Doc shoot some bail it would be pointing to the Clippers because they start off pretty horrible and I looked up the other day and like they all they balling whatever but so it, but it took time for the people to buy in but that was a trade not necessarily a coaching hire you can make your case for one being just as, just as important as the other whatever man but at some point you gotta turn around and prove it to be true though And um, I'm just wondering how much time does Doc have for that? Does he have to end the season? Does everything like reset during the playoffs or, or some shit um, or or what? Man, because it don't look good now. You know, Adrian Griffin like he's not looking like the culprit anymore. So I don't know. I didn't know fucking Cleveland um, had been on a run like this either. Like, they are balling, you know? 9-1 in the last 10. So, looks like that trade is paying off for Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah. That's about all I got for the NBA. Uh, yeah, I ain't got nothing, you know. All right. Um, and by the way, the NBA trade deadline passed last Thursday. Okay, so yeah, well, boohoo for us. All right, um, college basketball, these niggas forgot how to play after they beat Duke. You know, I think they won their championship. Um, so, Hubert, this is your next challenge, man. You got to get, get guys refocused, man. Like, the season is not over. Um, so, but... It's just the way fate works out, young. That that last Duke that last Duke game is gonna always mean something. And it's, it's looking like it's gonna be the deciding factor of the ACC championship. So, what the fuck else is new? Yeah, um, yeah. I thought the win over Duke was a statement win, um, but then they come right back and. After that, lose to Clemson. Three point win over Miami, and then you lose to Houston. That's that's a tough stretch. 
It is. Yeah. Because they look really good in that Duke game. Um, I think I even said on Twitter after that game, it was like, yeah, that's, that's a statement win. And, yeah, they, uh, they look like they could be uh, one of those teams that you look at. Because I think UConn has kind of separated themselves. Um, if they're on top of their game, they're going to be really tough to beat in the tournament. Um, but after that Duke game, I was like, yeah, I could see North Carolina giving them a real good game. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised by that uh, that Syracuse result. So. Yeah, I was going to like the score this morning. I was like, what the fuck? How was a Syracuse, you know? But if they're going to have a stretch where they're overconfident, um, it should be now. And before the next Duke game, before um, the tournament, you know, like they kids, man, and fucking um kids just like just overreact to certain things. A lot of them, is, that's their first fucking Duke Carolina game, all the hype and shit, man. And they thought it was a finish line. It's not, and that comes back to coaching because obviously they had the time to play well. They just had to fucking um, you know, galvanize that shit in in. Do what the fuck they did to get to the to the point of like like two weeks ago where they were playing, you know, not only like against Duke, but prior to that, man, they had like like reeled off like seven, eight straight wins, and like hadn't lost in the new year. Like they were playing well, it's all together, man. And then it's it's all fell up, fell apart, man. So I guess the one good thing is like, you know, even though they're losing, their defense still isn't bad. They just not playing, they're just not executing on offense the same, you know. Clean the shit up, y'all. Um, what you got? Um, my bad, you know. Um, I was reading this update on the Kansas City shooting. Um, one of the ladies um, that was shot passed away. Her name is Lisa Lopez. She's a DJ, Kansas City Radio, DJ Lisa Lopez killed in shooting at Chiefs Super Bowl Parade. They have a DJ? Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs super fan and mom of two. She's described as the most wonderful, beautiful person. Yeah. Kansas City Radio Station KKFI says one of the DJ Lisa Lopez died in shooting at Chiefs Super Bowl Parade. That's like it's more to this story. Like what? Like, why does a DJ get killed in the middle of a crowd of how many thousand people? Was she a target? I don't know. That's the thing about it. Like, I, I I'm not gonna read too much into it. Like that's that's details. But. That's pretty random, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not that she, maybe she was DJing at the moment. She just could have been at the parade, and yeah. like you just never know why people can just get angry. All of a sudden, somebody pulls a gun and they start shooting. She may not have been the target of anything. Who knows, man? But it's just sad, you know. Yeah. You seeing pictures like when shooting started, people just like ducking behind cars and ducking behind walls. Like, this is insane, man. 
We don't have to live like this, you know? Not really. Uh, yeah, they took another beating yesterday um, against Creighton. Um, Come a little staticky too, Kenny. Oh, is that better? Tom, is that better? Uh, still kind of there. I'm not sure. Well, let's just roll with it though. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, bad loss yesterday to. Creighton, and I didn't think this team could be as bad as they were the last couple years. Mm-hmm. But the results are the results. And, yeah, man, I, I've kind of checked out, you know. And this is around the time <laughs> of the year that I checked out the last two seasons under Coach Ewan, man. So, uh I knew coming into the season they were short-handed, but it's kind of obvious that some guys kind of checked out as well. Mm-hmm. Coach Cooley has some talent coming in the freshman class, but he's going to have to hit that portal hard um, because yeah, it's, it's been kind of tough to look at, man. I know earlier in the season you were talking about like it was just like the lack of size. Is, is it more than that now? Yeah, it's also just lack of effort and just they, – they're just not connected whatsoever on the defensive end. I've never seen the Georgetown team give up this many bunnies at the rim. Like, even, like, the Coach Ewan teams, like, they didn't give up this many easy baskets at the rim. they pretty much getting anything that they want, anything. Hmm. So, uh – yeah, I don't. I don't expect I'm gonna be too invested in the rest of the season. Um, I'm just waiting, just kind of see what happens once the portal opens. So that's where I'm at with. All right. All right. So, um, American Fiction, Kenny. Yeah. Um, really, really good movie, man. Really enjoyed it. Um, starring Jeffy Wright um, as the. Um, as the uh, he's the main character in this joint, um, well, Tracy Ellis Ross is in it. Eric Alexander, she was really good in it. Leslie Uggs plays his mom. Um, Issa Rae is in it. Stoney K. Brown, like a really, really, really good cast, man. And um, it's basically about a um, uh, Jeffrey Wright's character. He's a novelist um, who's kind of fed up with. Uh, book publishers profiting off of pretty much negative stereotypes of what they consider black life. Um, and to kind of prove just how ridiculous the whole thing is, um, he ends up uh, using a pen name to write his uh, <laughs> write this book um, that's really outlandish. Um, I'm trying to think of what the, uh, the name, because he ends up wanting to call the, the book Fuck. Now, at first he wanted to call it uh, My Pathology, 
um, like my pathology instead of like P-A-T-H, P-A-F, O-L-O-G, my pathology. Mm. Um, and he just writes it as a pretty much like a big middle finger to the publishing industry. Like, this is how I view, how you view black fiction, if that makes any sense. And, um, yeah, much to his surprise and his agent's surprise, like, the industry eats it up. Like, they don't even see how, like, how much of a faucet it is. Um, and it ends up becoming, like, a smash hit and kind of, like, the fallout from him having to kind of go through with his rules. Um, but all in all, man, um, yeah, I'm trying not to give anything away, but, yeah, dog, my mom really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I understand why it's nominated for an Academy Award. Um, one of the better movies I've seen over the last couple of years, actually. And, um, yeah, Jeffrey Wright did a fantastic job. But I also think that, um, yeah, Eric Alexander did a really good job in this movie as well. As the other, as his mom did a really good job, Sonny K. Brown. Like, yeah, very well acted. Really good story, very well written. Um, poignant. Um, yeah, and I recommend it. Hawaii. Yeah, go check this joint out. And I saw Bob's documentary, man. Imagine an Indian, really good as well. I don't see, I don't know how anyone can see that and not fully understand why people was like, "Yeah, young, we need to change all this shit up." Mm-hmm. See a lot of people on Sunday. I'm um, throwing them Kansas City chops out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they talk about that. Yeah. Still going on. Florida State, the Braves, Blackhawks. Yeah, everybody, you know. Yeah, shit ain't cool, you know. I think I was telling you on text, man, there's one dude in the um, Imagine Indian joint, man, black dude. He's talking to Blackstone about the about the name. Lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> Saying anything, all, all kinds of lies, you know. He, he talked to Native people, you know, they don't, yeah, they don't see the problem with it, you know, as far as he concerned, ain't no problem. Name ain't never gonna change. Yeah, I know. Let me guess. He did his own independent research. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. What everybody tripping for? Yeah. Always easier, unless it's your people. Yeah. Yeah. The people that really make me pissed are the ones on social media who just. They just won't let it go, you know. Like the reason why the team been sorry is because we changed the name, you know. <laughs> like, like the last fifteen years don't count before that. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You know? Then when you say that, like, how <laughs> fucking long were we sorry before that? Yeah. It's been a twenty years spiral down the toilet, you know. Pretty much since Snyder bought it, he was the one saying we're never going to change it. Now sorry we was before all that, but nah, it's got to be because of the name, you know. Petty facts be getting in the way sometimes, yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out, man. Uh, Imagine the Indian. Yeah, Sam should be proud, man. Y'all did a good job on that joint, man. That's one right. of them type joints that almost should be like required viewing, you know. 
just to get people some perspective, you know. Like, if you got a family member who's still on that shit, just, just show them that. Mm. Yeah. If you got friends, and, and, and some, we both got friends. Hey, we've gone over this. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just go ahead and check it out, you know, and just, just tell me if you feel the same way after watching it. So yeah, that's uh pretty much what I saw this week. Yeah, I'm just trying to go down my list and see what the fuck I watch. I I don't be knowing yeah. I be on YouTube like way too much. But um now I do remember that before I watched the Super Bowl, I watched um this film I've been meaning to watch since last year called Reptile on um on Netflix starring um, Benicio Del Toro um, and Justin Timberlake because early in the day I had seen that Justin Timberlake um, it's been 10 years since him and Jan Jackson on that um, halftime stage like yeah. 10 years ago dog like that mm-hmm. fucking quick yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I had Justin on the um, Justin on the brain um, so I watched this uh, it's a murder mystery about how Justin's um, wife ends up dead and like they both do real estate and Benicio Del Toro is a cop trying to, um, you know, um, you know, solve this murder case and, you know, Justin's one of the fucking um, suspects along with like her ex-husband and then maybe some else she was having an affair with, whatever. It's a pretty good um, a murder mystery, man. Um, you know, it's just so much fucking shit that I haven't been able to keep up with because I got a pesky job now as opposed to the past three years where you know I was able to like get my entertainment in a lot easier around my job but not the case now but um yeah man um another great fucking Netflix film man um kind of went under the radar or so I thought anyway I haven't heard a lot of people like saying you had to watch this joint whatever um so check that out um um, I watched one episode of this uh, this new um, Netflix joint called Fool Me Once. Um, it's a it's a short series or whatever. As my face, not even short. I think it's like eight episodes, eight to ten episodes, whatever. Man, I bailed after one episode because I knew it was going to fucking drive me crazy. So in episode one, this lady who's married to I think this this dude is like Spanish or something like that, but he's been in a whole bunch of fucking Netflix um films and shit. Like he's like uh don't you know how like, you know, HBO like the niggas from the wire and shit been on all or the HBO mm-hmm. fucking shows and shit then? Mm-hmm. Like corner and Yeah, yeah. yeah. He the Netflix version of this, you know. Uh, one of them niggas and shit, man. But um like, you know, this woman is a pilot or some shit and then she met this dude at like a dinner party or whatever and then like, you know, five years later they're married and shit. So he gets killed and she like, you know, is sobbing over the body or whatever, but she didn't like see the, the corner um grabbing or whatever, you know, taking or whatever. So, you know, maybe a month or so later, she's at work and she comes back um to this uh to this uh, caregiver, this this child, this babysitter that she hired from this this this, this um, service or whatever, and you know, 
like all um, conniving good mothers do. She had like a little 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 spy camera um, hidden behind a picture in the baby's room or whatever. And she's just going over, you know, drinking a motherfucking coffee and shit. Um, and this dude walks in the room and gives the baby like a hug and shit. He turns his head to the side and there's a motherfucking husband. The motherfucker's who's supposed to be dead. So I'm like, okay. Getting somewhere in the first episode. All right, cool. So then the, the babysitter comes back over and shit, man. And she confronts her and was like, yo, who the fuck was in here with you and my baby when you walked out of that room and shit, man? And she's like, oh, hold on. Let me just get my phone or whatever. She turns around and this bitch sprays in her face with like some motherfucking rage or some shit, you know? And then dips out. And I'm like, well, this bitch got something to do with it, but at least you got some fucking proof or whatever. She go back. She goes back to the fucking computer and shit. The goddamn memory uh, memory card is, is gone, yeah. Yeah, I, I bailed right there, yeah, because I'm not going through seven, eight more episodes of everybody thinking she crazy, yeah. It's going to drive me crazy. Nah, yeah. Mm-mm. I'm not dealing with that anymore, yeah. Like, um, the rest of the, rest of the episode should at least found somebody who knew the truth was calling like be on her side and shit but nah she fighting the world right now yeah and i'm not willing to fight with her so i dumped that um hopefully one of my um youtube like um series review guys go over that shit so i can go over it like i did um the maiden's tale and shit young because that shit drove, drove me crazy after three episodes i bailed off of that like way too late you know um yeah i'm not willing to sit through these shows anymore where um like I don't see the fucking plot moving forward. They just string you along for eight episodes. Now, had I seen this, this joint was like three episodes or four episode series or whatever, man. But when I see eight to ten, young, know, like, nah, man, it's a waste of time. Nah, I'm cool. So, I dubbed that. Um, it's got to be a very compelling story like True Detective this season. So, I let that joint build up. But, damn, how did this wait one more week? I'm assuming it that, well, you know what? I probably did it right because HBO has a um, a habit of not broadcasting um, an episode on Sunday when it's a holiday weekend. So maybe, so if they do show this episode this week, then um, I should have waited another week. But if it was two weeks, then uh, I'm pretty good catching up. So I hadn't seen things since the, since the second episode, but... Um, I just watched three, four, and five um, yesterday, and um, yeah, it's not, another great season. I'm like a lot of twists and turns, man. I'm glad that those three episodes popped because there were so many questions I had that were becoming more and more, um, you know, clear as the season went on. So, um, Jodie Foster is really good in this. Um, her co-star, I forgot the young lady's name, but um, she's a pretty good actress, man, and she's like. Um, I mean, she's not a traditional, like, straight from fucking, you know, acting school, Juilliard, actress or whatever. She was a fucking, like, a legitimate um, boxing and and MMA fighter who, um, you know, went to Hollywood. um, And as far as I know, this is, like, her first big role or whatever, man. But she's really good as a fucking detective. And, you know, since she has that fucking, like, you know, um, combat sports background, her being a cop on this joint is... is, um, you know, it's not unbelievable when she starts kicking people's asses and shit. So, um, yeah, man, it's just like a lot of stuff deep, deep rooted in her like Native American like heritage and 
how like they have like these these um, these superstitions and supposed like curses and spirits and shit and how it's just like revolving around um, this case that she's been on um, and the case from like their past like her and Jody were like um, had teamed up on a case prior to um, this this current case or whatever some years ago and they had some like some dark secrets and demons um, surrounding that case whatever it's coming back to rear its head um, currently with this new um, case or whatever man but um, the overwhelming theme that I, well the overwhelming um, sentiment I get from this is how the fuck can anybody live in Alaska yeah hmm. it's always dark it's dreary it's cold and like I know this this fucking like um, series like over extends that that point whatever man but um i go down these like you know these youtube rabbit holes so one of the one of the guys that i follow um a lot he does like these um these hood vlogs or whatever where he goes to like you know fucking south central or he goes to fucking brooklyn or, or the bronx or some shit or philly to the trenches or whatever and just like finds out like what like you know the hood is doing like what their day-to-day you know one two diddy is um how they get by every day whatever so um he went to alaska and i checked this out a few months ago so i'm kind of not like clear on every detail whatever man but it's pretty fucking boring you know it's pretty boring it's pretty cold and it gets dark really early you know? I couldn't see myself living from Alaska. I mean, I guess if you were born there is one thing, but why do people go to Alaska to live, yeah? Do you know anybody who's ever lived in Alaska, Kenny? No. Yeah. And that's why I, I don't have, really have a lot to add to the conversation. Like, I mean, other than Joker the Bell Bondsman, I don't really know anybody else from Alaska, yeah? Yeah. Uh, booze are right. Yeah, Boozer, Trangel Langdon, Joker the Bell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah man. It's, um, yeah. When I watched that hood vlog, like, they were getting a kick out of, like, going to the corner store, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had, like, one or two clubs still playing in the club. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whew. Um, well... <laughs> As an unknown, as an unnamed listener um, um, said, I guess they had good crab legs. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. I ain't never met a, a, a bad bra from my life. I don't know. You know. I don't know what's going on up there. Dog, that's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. I don't think I went to school like anybody. Like, you meet people from everywhere. Everywhere, dog. Like, literally, like, damn near, like, any state that has over, like, a 5% black population, there's somebody at a HBCU from that state, you know? Um, yeah. Never met anybody from South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Wyoming. Definitely not a life game. You know? Yeah. Um, if I see an Alaskan um, license plate, you know, I'm calling the feds, you know? What they doing here? Something ain't right about that. I call them before I call somebody from my like um like call up on somebody from Wyoming. I'm like, okay, you know, 
They might have been out there with um Kanye recording some shit. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. North Dakota. At least they didn't have to get on a motherfucker. Um. A goddamn G.I. Joe carrier to bring that motherfucking car over here and shit, so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, Alaska, you know, like, mm, something ain't right, you know, chili grapes. <laughs> chili grapes of Alaska, please. <laughs> nah, you know. If, if you ain't bringing that, that, that motherfucking CPAC, um, <laughs> them CPAC shrimps, you know, <laughs> or them crab legs, dog, like, nah, you know. You up to something, you know? You, yeah, I, can't trust it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This nigga John McCain tried to get the motherfucking governor from my life. Like, like, like that was going to work, you know. <laughs> and she was stupid, too, you know. Boy, you know. Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Campaign. Steve Schmidt, this nigga, you know. Yeah. yeah. He pointed that pin towards Alaska, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how she ended up over here. Yeah. Nigga with the Captain Johns at them, that all you need crab leg buffet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, this nigga we got paired this so he can go over here and eat some crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, and, um,. Uh, have you started watching Curb yet, Kenny? Hey, uh, don't start, you know. Kenny, <laughs> yes or no? Yes, you know. Yes, you yeah. know. You know damn well. <laughs> watching Curb, you know. Kenny, so after just being filled with fucking grief all day watching this uh, shit about niggas in D.C. getting shot and motherfucking mm-hmm. in Kansas City getting shot, right for... Um, when I got in for my running shit, I said, you know what, man? Let me just try to get a little bit of light into my day young, and watch this last episode of Curb. Because, like, I watched um, last week's episode. It, it was good. Good mm-hmm. start. Good solid start, mm-hmm. young. Nigga, I was in here losing my shit this week, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If this is what the rest of the season, like, what we in for, young? Yeah, they're going yeah. out with a bang, yeah. Yeah. Like, dog, I was sitting there at one point. I was like, young, we ain't going to have this no more, young. <laughs> Yeah, no more new episodes of this. Dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was just classic Larry David shit. You know, like mm-hmm. everything just tied in to each other, young. It made perfect sense, dog. Perfect nonsensical sense, young. Yeah. God, the writing this show is so damn good, young. Fantastic, you know. Like. Jeff Hay gonna be a thing the whole season, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just, er, everything is good, you know. Mm-hmm. So, the first little nuance I like to point out, cause I've been I've been sizing this for the last few seasons, you know. Like you know, like Sam and I especially been on it, like how ridiculous they um they wardrobe um JB. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Sue's having a motherfucking wardrobe off, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I haven't like really like been able to grasp how ridiculous her outfit's been like the last three seasons at least, John. It, it Could go be back, even before it go back then. further than that, you know? yeah. Yeah, young. She do a lot, a lot of leopard, a lot of um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she been doing that for a grip, you know. Yeah, young. But she wore some shit today. I was like, nigga, 
If you gave her a motherfucking uh, a championship belt, young like she could be arrested from the eighties, young. Yeah, she could. She has some motherfucking it's, fur it's, going on. It's Mula it's asking, sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mula, Mula adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> Mula adjacent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a little subplot there, young. With um, whose outfit is gonna be more ridiculous um, from week to week, young? Mm-hmm. Her or JB, young? He has some like motherfucking purple um. Major damage short set on this week, young. I said, my God, young. Yeah, he do be job dressing like a Q, young. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, so. That shit was um, hot fire, young. Um, what else? Uh, young. That motherfucking head die. Mm-hmm. Young. When Jeff started cooking and that motherfucking mm-hmm. statue started cooking too, young. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, Kenny. Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good, yeah. yeah, comedy just don't get much better, you know. They, mm. they, they really are in the groove. They didn't hit the ground running, you know. Yeah. Larry blowing up multiple bathrooms trying to waft the, um, yeah. waft the soap around, you know, so it mm-hmm. don't... Uh... <laughs> the reverse racism with the motherfucking cop. Like, hey, look, he don't believe... <laughs> He don't look like he belong in that jacket, young. <laughs> hey, young, so good, dog. So fucking good, young. Yeah. 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 Man, it's, um, yeah, it, it makes you realize just how much further this show is than, like, pretty much every other comedy on television. Like, I, I can't really think of one. That I know, like, I'm cooking, like, even when, like, the shit is coming on, you know? Like, off the yeah. break. Off the break, yeah. Yeah. Only thing that, like, that, that has made me laugh this, like, laugh even in the realm of, 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 of this show in the past, like, three, four years is, um, is them gemstones, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Before that, probably Vice Principals, like, yeah. just Danny and, um. Um, yeah, like like that crew and shit. That's about it. But damn, this shit is just on another level, though, you yeah. It's Chef's Kitchen. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Larry was trying to go around looking for that fucking statue, and then um, just just uh, because I just watched the fucking um, the bear. Um, I caught that show, or whatever. Like the black dude who um he first asked um. To get that motherfucking statue, um, at that whatever that like, what was it like a motherfucking? What kind of store was that, Kenny? Um, what's that store over, over in Greenbelt that sells like the home goods and shit? Uh, yeah, we in Greenbelt. Yeah. Uh, and it called Home Goods. Nah, is it called Michaels? Michaels is like the craft shop. Yeah, the craft shop. Like that's that's why I, I thought um, that was uh, kind of like because that uh, outdoor um, part of it, whatever. Um, homeboy um, um, who was uh, servicing Larry at that joint. That's due from the Bear for people who watch the Bear. Um, I know because oh, okay. I because right. um, I, I just got finished watching it, but on the show he actually was a motherfucking skull cap like ninety five percent of the time. So. You might have missed that, but uh, got it. Yeah. Got it. So he was the dude that worked at the spot where they were selling lawn jockeys at. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nice. That was an excellent scene, by the way. Yeah. 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 He pretty yeah. good at like doing dry comedy, keep a straight face and shit. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And he really did look like, like an angry black man. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just want to know why you want a colored lounge jockey. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> simple question, you know. Yeah. Hey, yo, when when dude went to take them ribs to the car, yeah. And Larry was hitting that little Noah in our motherfucking uh, Darth Vader slow motion, you know? mm -hmm. Dog, the look on Jeff's face, killing him, still killing him ribs. Still killing him ribs, yeah. So good, yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Man. Yeah. I was job, job blown that, uh, yeah, you, you can't just go to the car and just put it, like, I got it. Yeah, man. you know. So I was job blown at that, you know what I'm saying? And I just understand, Shorty was, you know, doing a little bit too much. Like, yeah, I appreciate it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just just relax. Everybody relax. I'm good. Um, you know, um, you know, just acting a little too familiar, you know? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. This is why I be sympathizing with Larry, yeah. Yeah, you're not just gonna go to my car over my door, you know. Like, I, I got this, though. You just put it down right there. I got you. Plus, like, how do you know we want all ribs? Because Larry hadn't even tasted the ribs yet, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But then again, you know, Jeff is his manager. I guess they was Jeff approved. I guess they they good to go, you know. I don't know, you know, but yeah, yeah. That one black girl, she earned her check too, you know. She slammed her plate, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, it was a lot of anger, you know. Yeah. She slammed her plate off the break, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, uh, them starting off episode one with Maria Sophia being a star, you know. Mm. Dog. Well, it's because she is a star, Kitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is a fucking star, you know. She's so fucking annoying, yeah. Yep. So good, dog. Yep. Hey, uh, hey, man. Um, we got some roles for her, yeah. You know, some shit could be down the pipeline, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I still contend that. Um, hold on. My bad. Yeah, man. She um, she beats it in that first joint. Hopefully, she she's on um, along for the the ride. Some more episodes this season. Um, I wonder how long he's gonna be in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause we gonna be Atlanta at some point. You know, JB got taken to a strip club. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. If that's what we doing, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. See now, yeah, now we we get to the good stuff. Yeah. 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 Stay in Atlanta that long? Can we get a little motherfucker uh a curb in the Atlanta crossover episode, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everything's on the table, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it don't seem like he going nowhere because he just he pled not guilty, so I guess I don't know. It's good yeah. 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 Man, that nigga's lawyer, you know? Looking like Mocha Joe, you know? Hey, I was low key blown, Kenny. You know I have a, um, a side venture I'm working on, right? Okay. It's um, a gentleman's club as a speakeasy for a coffee shop. It's going to call it Mocha Tones, yeah. 
That's a great name, by the way. That's been that's been in the back of my mind for for quite some time now, you know. I was like, you know what, a coffee shop with a speakeasy that um, you know, it's a gentleman's club for um people with people with a type, you know. Hmm. Tone, you know? Hmm. Hmm. A lot, a lot of dualities there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They could, I think it could be profitable. Yeah. They know? could. They could. Yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll offline it. How about that? Yeah. Some closed door FCU um, mm -hmm. events there. Yeah. Offline. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Great start to season um, to the last season. This is season twelve, dog. Yeah. Like, what year was season one? Yeah, that's the thing. Season one was early two. For just guessing, early two thousands. Curb. Early to mid two thousands. I'm gonna say mid two thousands. Season two was in 2001. Why is it going to 2000? Huh. Season, oh, it's because I put season two in there. That's why. 2000. 2000, yeah. I didn't write the first time. Yeah. 24 fucking years, man. Ain't we lucky. Wow. Ain't we lucky, yo. <sighs> Yeah, they they've taken some huge breaks in between some of them seasons. Yeah. They have, but they've been well worth it though, man. Yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, ain't been no fall offs, and you know, oh well, it was way funnier back in the day. Like, nah, yeah. And that's one thing, just having a relationship with an like HBO like that, where they just like, hey, just get it to us within yeah. the next two, three years, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. You can't do that shit on network, so. Nah. Yeah. Um, great start to that. All right. Um, do you have a weekly racism wake your ass up update? I sure do. Um, Oklahoma country radio station responds to outrage after not playing Beyonce's country song Texas Hold'em. Oh boy. A local country radio station in Oklahoma has reversed the initial decision to not play a release single from Beyonce's forthcoming country album. 100.1 KYKC in Ada, Oklahoma, previously declined a listener's request to play one of the singer's new country songs, Texas Hold'em. The release single is from her forthcoming album, which is Act Two of Three-Part Renaissance Project. The song released February 11th along with 16 characters and Beyonce's new country album debuts March 29th. February 12th user Adjisato posted a screenshot of the email response he received from KYKC after requesting the song be played. Quote, we do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country music station, the outlet wrote per a screenshot that he shared on Twitter. The response immediately drew accusations on social media of blatant racism. The station tweeted shortly after the backlash that it will play the song, KYKC, Copyright holder score broadcast confirmed to today.com in an email that the response posted by at Jusato was real. However, they say Texas Hold'em has played at least three times on their airwaves. 
Quote, we initially refused to play it in the same manner as someone requested us to play the Rolling Stones on our country station. General Manager Roger Harris said in a statement, fact is we played Beyonce on two of our other stations and love her. She is an icon. We just didn't know about the song. Then when we found out about it, we tried to get the song, which we did, and we have already played it three times on YKC, our country station. We also play her on 105.5, KXSD-FM, and KADA-FM on 99.3, they clarified, referring to the companies of the stations. Harris says securing the song was difficult for this small station, but after they did, they played it in a departure from the usual protocol to first see how to do song charts. Quote, we are not a big boy station and getting record companies to service us is tough, he said, but finally we got our hands on it and based on the fan support, we decided to air it. Truthfully, normally we would wait a while to see how the song performs on the charts and on bigger country stations than ours as we are just the little guys. The requester explained in a follow-up tweets why he took issue with the station's initial position. Quote, the station needs to be held accountable for their blatant racism and discrimination against Beyonce, he wrote. This is absolutely ridiculous and racist. You guys should be ashamed. I grew up listening to your station, he added in a separate tweet. The request to call for people to contact the station to request a song, and some have. The station tweet that the song was in the queue was posted about three hours after the request of first posted its call to action. Responses to the station's tweets have doubled down on their support for Beyonce. Don't try this again. Get ready for her country album, someone tweeted. Now play Daddy Lessons for Reparations, another said, referring to Beyonce's country song on 2016 album Lemonade. Harris said he welcomes Beyonce into the genre of country music. We love Beyonce, he wrote. We just were behind this country music changeover, but now that she's coming out as a country artist, we want to be all over it. We are not fools. We know how big she is, and we are happy to air it and wish her the best success. Yes, that's a big, big ass Carl Lewis. Uh oh. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's man, all they had man. to say, yo. Yeah. Man, somebody called Karen on show yesterday, and they were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And this dude called in, and he just would not say that it was a country song. And she just kept saying, like, why? Well, it just ain't. He just kept saying, well, it just ain't. And it was basically like, because I say so. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they don't want her dominating them shots, you know? It was a cute little troll when um, Lil Nas X did it. Um, right. But this serious stuff. Yeah, this, this got legs, you know? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a nap. This is a motherfucking, uh, this is a motherfucking, uh, a eight-legged uh, motherfucking spider and shit, you know? It ain't going nowhere, though, because, I mean, apparently she's, like, fully fully immersed in this shit so she's gonna release a full fucking country album you know mm-hmm. that shit bought the fuck up them charts you know? mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what new fucking category they add to like put her to the side and not acknowledge just uh, head on as a fucking country album mm-hmm. she's from Texas nigga <laughs> what else you need you know Them country wars next year gonna be gonna be funny, dog. Mm-hmm. Nigga, nigga Jay and Blue Ivy gonna be dressed up as motherfucking Boss Hog and Cletus, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Diving in clustered belt buckles, young. Mm-hmm. 
know they had the CMAs at, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Coming back, coming back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming back. Coming back, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Like the ticket. <laughs> 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 ticket price is going to be like the Vegas tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already going to be here. I ain't got to go nowhere, you know. Yeah. Can we pull up at the bar and motherfucker uh Gaffieri joint downstairs? <laughs> Eating some trash can nachos. <laughs> Dressed like Martin, you know. They changed over to Weehaw, you know. Mosey go mosey on down to the guys, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait for them CMAs, dog. I bet you they got the highest ratings, John. Mm-hmm. So, all right, mm-hmm. it's day to get you, young. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you white people want to um, invade um, Super Bowl Sunday mm-hmm. with black quarterbacks? Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all fun. Some rabbit grab the six shooter, young. Oh, man. Mm. All right. Um, what outrage is going on, young? Other than the shit we talked about Ain't earlier with all every Ain't fucking tone. black comedian attacking each other and shit. Ain't tone. Tone. I, I don't, I don't want to make you mad, now. What up? I'm just going to read this story, you Okay. I, and I don't want to see this picture. Fuck it, I'm just gonna play it. I'm starting on social media tonight. A Catalina Foothills Unified School District after-school instructor with a controversial past. You might recognize her name. Rachel Dolezal was under fire in 2014, accused of misidentifying herself as black while serving as the head of the NAACP in Spokane before resigning amid the backlash. News for Tucson's Eric Fink joins us live from the foothills with more on why Arizona parents might be concerned about her new job. Eric. Monica Sean, Rachel Dolezal now goes by the name Nikeki Diallo. She was a prominent civil rights leader and African studies professor in Washington state accused of pretending to be black for personal gain. Now I confirm today that she is now an employee with the Catalina Foothills School District and apparently now has a public social media page where she has LinkedIn OnlyFans page that appears to be operated by her. Now, some explicit photos are being shared on other public websites, including the website Reddit. It is unclear tonight if the photos were shared by her. Now, we want to warn you, we have blurred these images you're about to see because they could be considered explicit and inappropriate for children. Again. We do not know if Diallo posted these photos or if they were placed there by someone else. I sent a text message this evening to a school official regarding the district's policy on explicit photos being shared by employees, and I am still waiting to hear back. And earlier tonight, I I was at the regularly scheduled district board meeting where I asked parents about this recent hire, 
no one feeling comfortable talking about this on camera. We're live tonight in the foothills. I'm Eric Fink, News 4 Tucson. So, my response, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tom. She's spreading them cheeks, yo. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do you sound so disgusted and disappointed? Dog. Oh no. <laughs> I, thought, I watched that. What was that? Wasn't the Netflix documentary she did? Yeah, dog. dog, she was just whining about not being able to find a job. She got a job, young. Yeah, Why is she doing this? Why is she doing why she do any of it? You asking that now? Her name is Diallo. Nakeki Diallo. Nakeki, yeah. I Nakeki here in the back of the motherfucking head, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she get out of here, yeah. That did sound bad. Gotta be doing this. <laughs> Dog, like, like the reason I'm like, you know, she whatever, you know, like people do disgusting things. It's cause she had that fucking documentary and I saw how her kids gotta deal with this shit, dog. Like, why is she doing this to them, young? Know? Yeah. 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 She doing it. She do, she doing real OnlyFans type shit on her OnlyFans page, you know. No, this is how monsters get born, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Getting fucked with your whole life because your mom just don't understand how to be a a, a grown up, you know? What's she doing? It's a normal fucking human being, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? a, a classy lady, you know? Like, dog, like, the blackity black shit ain't work, young. Like, just, it's plenty of white people who are allies, young, who just, just be themselves, young. Right. The Keki Diallo, young? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, they, they, they got to blur these photos out, young. Thank, thank God, young. Thank God. I want to know who the sick bastards are <laughs> subscribing to Man. Hey, uh, hey, uh, if you were listening to my voice and you subscribed to Kicking the on the fan page, you're a sick motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody else going to say that shit. I'm going to say it, you know. fuck is wrong with you, dog? I bet, man. It's a nigga, fetish for this everything. Is, this kid. is your conscience, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> it's your conscience. Yeah, dog. Yeah, this is your conscience. Yuck! 
Bruh, yeah. like what? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I don't know either, you yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, yeah. It seemed like that lady got back in her feet, you know. And now she's showing them. Obviously they do, you know. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you guess. Yeah. Poor kids don't have a chance, you know? Yeah, dog. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yo. Why don't you take that fucking Netflix money and just like, I don't know. Invest in Tesla or something so she gotta do shit like this, huh? Put some of that money in AMD. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Her life and her kids doomed, yeah. I was worried at some point you was gonna say she had a job at Howard, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, yeah. This, yeah. I had to fucking change my damn run route, yeah. So I'm gonna run into that, yeah. Oh, Swear if, if I heard some 19 year old kid. Professor Diallo? Like, man, look, that's not her name. The smooching kid, young. Fuck out of it, man. That's not her name. But she haven't watched the state, though, so. That's about as far away as you can get from me. They should, you know what, Kenny? She should be in Alaska. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Kenny, that's the name of the episode. You know? <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, we got it. Yeah. Good, she's, good to see she serves some purpose, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, I got more outrage, by the way. Okay. What's going on? Um, so this is the social media outrage this week. So... Um, yeah, you know, everybody got a podcast now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it seems like every week now, this may just become like a regular part of the show, mm -hmm. but just some random podcast, somebody say something and people get mad about it, you know? So I'm just going to play the clip. This is, it looks like it's a dating podcast or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's what this young lady says, um, I guess people, um, yeah, pretty irate, you know, and uh, I think a lot of it has to do with how she looks, but I'll just play it and get your feedback. You're making $50,000 don't date. I'm, I'm just being for real. You're not ready to date. Again, I'm with you. With you're not right. ready to date. You're not ready to date because courtship costs. Okay. Everything costs. Okay. You can go for 22 walks in the park. Eventually, Shorty is going to need a sip of something. She's going to be thirsty. She's this bottle of water is $3 in Atlanta. Let's oh, not play. Please. So if you don't have 
any expendable cash, don't date. And whatever that looks like for you, you might only make 50000 but you live in a shoe. And now you got expendable cash. Or get you a bottom of the barrel bitch that's going to date you when you have no money. If she doesn't have that expectation, and I'm going to tell you this right now, enjoy it while it lasts because eventually you're going to want to run. Because she doesn't stretch you. She doesn't make you the man that you need to become. She allows you to be the stagnant dude in the same jeans for days. You know what I'm saying? Be cutting up. I'm just talking about me. So, um, yeah, pretty much if you make $50,000 or less, you know, you pretty much like just opt out of society, I guess. So, um, who are these, um, um, Man, ladies? Like I said, though, I, I just saw the clip. It went viral. Again, they're just three young ladies with pockets, mics in their face. And I guess the topic of finances came up and shorty just like yeah if you make fifty thousand less you shouldn't be dating you just don't have enough money to date just in general i guess so um how much do kids make um straight out of college now do they like i don't man i don't know if people are starting off with that i don't know you know but again most people I mean, I think sometimes people just get shit a little twisted. Because if you're college educated, you know what I'm saying, you've been working for a little while, you just assume that people, you know what I'm saying, are making more than that, double that, you know what I'm saying, triple that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, most people, that's kind of, you know, around what they make. Most people, mm-hmm. the average American. So she basically is talking about, like, the average American. Yeah. So the average American just shouldn't date. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? But then people start doing their Googles and they like, yeah, come to find out Shorty's an escort. Well, you just say that. You a fucking prostitute, right? Oh. Well, how about it? Yeah. I'm just not, uh, like, this podcast over 10 years now man like that shit don't like I'm not surprised John I guess what what I'm getting at not surprised and it just doesn't get like the rise out of me it would have gotten out of me maybe 10 years ago you know Mm -hmm. just the whole the whole shit with like Trina saying you know first date got beat to an island to an island shit yeah yeah you know what I think those those people in there their worldly worldly views. Um, I think we should appreciate them more, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck either. That's the thing about it. Like, I agree with you hundred percent. But no, like I like, shorty, you telling me shit like that, like you you, you can't eat a motherfucker um, cheesecake fat. All that shit, I appreciate that shit off the rip, so I'm not wasting my time. My time, exactly, exactly. And good luck, yeah. And good luck to you to find a nigga because a nigga who is like that shallow and just like adheres to all that shit, young, like he ain't gonna marry you. Yeah. You gonna always be a side joint, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I look. Like at the end of the day, man, there's somebody for everybody, and if that's how you go, then more power to you. You just ain't for me, which is fine. Yeah. yeah it's- Everybody has their own preferences. If that's your preference, then cool. 
I'd much rather you, like, be honest than, like, you know, come at that shit and then switch up. Like, oh, no, but this is what I always wanted and always expected. Well, how come you didn't say it off the top? So, that's cool, young. And, like, you know, shorty being a cum bucket. Um, like, that's, that's not about right, young. But even if, even if she wasn't, dog, like, cool, that's her prerogative, young. Yep. Um, kind of unrelated, related and shit, man. I actually saw the clip that Sam was talking about yesterday with, um, um, Bobby, um, Altoff and, mm -hmm. um, Sugiana. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's a doozy, ain't it? Like, look, there was a black girl lost. Yeah, it, it it's one of them it's one of them joints, man, where you just really feel like there's no way there's no way this is really happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I kept on waiting for the energizer bunny to come out, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the thing I don't like about her, like, you know, this this other young lady that you just like posted the clip from, like, she just ignorant and she a fucking a hooker. Like, like whatever. Right. I, I don't I don't whatever. Man. Right. Okay. Right. But like Suki, like this is an act, young. And that's the shit I don't like. The disingenuous shit, young. But that shit is so impressionable for so many young girls, young. Like, like women talking about like, you know, owning your femininity and like being able to do what you want. Like y'all should be mad at bitches like that, young. That are clearly doing this as an act, young. Oh, so you don't think she that stupid? No, young, because I've seen her mother. That's when, like, they fucked up on Love and Hip Hop where they, like, like um, had her interacting with her mother who was her manager or whatever, man. And she was talking like she had some sense to her mother and shit. And then she got back in the character, young, like, she cosplaying this shit, dog. She is not that way, young. Mm. She might enjoy doing that shit, but, you know... Bitches enjoy doing the motherfucking cabaret um, strip act too, you know? But at hmm. some point, they they go backstage and take their makeup off in the motherfucking, like, the halter top, you know? And act like they got some sense. Like, she's 100% doing this shit as an act, you know? That's interesting. I mean, she was talking about, like, she loved hopping on dick or whatever, and then... Like like six months ago, she was talking about. I always hated dick. It looked it looked weird. It looked funny and shit, man. I like bitches. It's just the ne she on to the next act all the time, you know. Hmm. And I'm like, meanwhile, these young girls like they be seeing this shit, young, thinking that you owning your femininity, young, and it's it's not the case, young. I thought she was really that stupid. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Like, I can't believe, like, seeing her mother and then her mother, like, managing her career and shit. Like, her mother dropped the ball with her that bad, you know? She's old, young. Bobby, uh, like, yeah, I don't think. What you mean? I don't think. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. 
I'm not buying that, young. I mean, it's always a, a chance, young. A snowball's chance in hell, young. But I, yeah, I don't see it, young. Because if she didn't think, she wouldn't have been offended when that nigga disrespected her like that. Because if she's just like, you know, an unknowing ghetto hood bitch, young, like, she wouldn't have had any standards for her to be offended by, young. Mm -hmm. Like, her feelings were genuinely hurt. Like, you saw it in her face, young. Bitches that don't know no know, know better, young, they don't get offended by shit like that. They got mad, been ready to fight and shit. Because that's the defense mechanism, young. But she was hurt, young. She was embarrassed. So now, you can't come back and then play the other role and expect me to believe. Like, I've seen all the fucking context clues, young. So, but yeah, like like we were talking earlier, man. Some people would do anything when they see like those damn those metrics rise when they doing certain things, you know? Oh, my engagement went up because I cause I did this. Oh, okay, cool. Let me let me try something else. Like the last season she was on Love and Hip Hop when they were asking her about that shit that happened, whatever. She was genuinely angry because that shit embarrassed her. Her bitch would have been like, man, fuck that shit, man. Fuck that nigga. I'll fight that nigga. Like, it had been just like this, the same old ignorant shit, young but Like, nah, like, now you got some fucking some pride, some fucking dignity. What's that? So, but you know, she doing what she got to do to keep on getting her checks, huh? Cool, you know, just huh. leave me out because I'm not buying it because I saw the other side, yeah. Like, whatever. Huh. All right. Um, well, I got one more outrage, you know. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but um, there's a comedian named David Lucas. Okay. Um, I don't know if you ever seen like uh, All Deaf Digital on YouTube. Um, they do a show called Roast Me. Um, they normally like in a classroom. Uh, Craig Smith uh, is probably like the most well-known dude on there. Um, Boo Capone, uh, Kevin on stage, Tony Baker. Um, CP, uh, I think Brent Taylor, trying to think, like, Corey Hogan's been on that joint, T.I. was on there one episode, but they pretty much just joining on each other, anyway, he's one of the dudes that's normally on there, um, and most of those dudes, like, they are stand-ups, um, but one thing about him is that, um, you know, if you kind of just follow... Uh, stand-up, you know, he he has a mainly, like, white audience. Um, and his jokes cater to his audience. So um, he thought it would be okay for him to make jokes about George Floyd. So I'm just going to play um, what he said. Because he did it, I think, at a comedy club in Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And the black people, uh, well, some of the black people in the audience decided to get up and leave um, during his performance. Um I'll just play what happens, whatever. <laughs> 
That's a joke, man. I would have never kneeled on George Floyd's neck. I would have shot that nigga. That was way too long. <laughs> oh my god, I, just, I think I just canceled the rest of my black fans. Old school nigga, man, you up there making us look. Minnesota and I went in the gas station and I asked them niggas to let me see that fake 20. <laughs> this body's a disaster. We don't do refunds, big dog. Appreciate you though, bro. That leather jacket fire as hell. Oh, he got it. I hope this nigga don't shoot me one of them old ass pistols, nigga. <laughs> oh, he put the hat on, nigga. Goddamn right, nigga. And they gonna slap me down and smoke a camel. <laughs> it's called comedy, nigga. You, you really stupid low to put the outfit on, nigga. You look, you look like you drive a yellow taxi cab, nigga. Your ass. <laughs> How many more black fans I got to hit that might leave? Oh, good shit, man. I got, I got. Because, nigga, I was just warming up with that George Floyd shit. You ready to go? All right, baby. Okay. I can tell you voted for Biden. Get out of here, baby. Come on, come on. Don't make it a big deal. Come on, baby. You already bought that VIP ticket, bitch. I got that $42. <laughs> Buy a t-shirt on the way out, too. I got a Make America Roast Again shirt in the style of Trump. If your friends having a good time, don't make them leave because you upset about a nigga you didn't know. I ain't know that nigga. I ain't got no feelings about him. Come through the front like that nigga. We want to see your outfit too, bitch. Fuck it. Put on a fashion show. Come on, baby. Escort her this way. I got to see the outfit, man. Baby, how did you find me, sweetheart? I got to wait till you... Huh? I got to fight the audience tonight, nigga. Fuck this shit. This... If comedy was a video game, nigga, this is the last level. <laughs> this is the last level of comedy the video game. We don't made these niggas upset. Hey, baby, next week I'm performing at a KKK rally. Yeah, that's um part of it. So apparently, I didn't even know this shit, um, but I just saw it. Um, I didn't know this shit before the show, but apparently he put out a video where he apologized. So I'm going to see if I can play the apology right quick. Hold up. And it's not, it's not um, surprising that he fuck his niggas got on his ass. Because niggas using that whole, it's comp, nigga, you wasn't telling no jokes. Yeah. Ain't no setup, ain't no punchline. This you saying you would have shot George Floyd. Nigga, there ain't no comedy behind that. Ain't, you ain't telling no motherfucking jokes, nigga. You just saying that shit because you know the white motherfuckers that come to your show, that's the type of shit they want to hear. Um, was that an actual video that you played or just the audio? Video. 
Um, what was like um, the ratio of um, black to white people in the crowd? I couldn't really see, but like the thing is, like if you just know him, mm-hmm. he attracts like that MAGA crowd because like that's his style of comedy. Uh, he jokes about shit like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the good side of social media, young, where you hold niggas accountable for um, the dumb shit they do when they say it's just comedy. Like, you can just listen to that shit. Like, like, like you said, I was sitting there waiting for the jokes, young. Um, yeah, there wasn't was, none. Yeah. He was, up, he was up there talking, young. Just talking. Yeah. Then he'll try to hide behind comedy and his fans, free speech, all that. Shut the, your bitch ass up. Yeah. You look like you drive a taxi. Um, uh, yeah. 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 So, I, I actually haven't heard this. So, apparently, and it's, it's actually kind of surprising. And actually, even I think about it, because he seems like the defined type. Like, I ain't going to motherfucking apologize or whatever. Mm-hmm. So somebody said, this is apology. I'm play this shit right quick. Hi, this is comedian David Lucas. Uh, you know me from Kill Tony and other various roast shows. Uh, I'm an edgy, uh, push the boundary comedian. And uh, my job as a comedian is to bring humor in dire situations. With that being said, there's a clip that is circulating around social media. And um, since that clip has came out, I have spoken to a lot of George Floyd's family. I spoke to Cal Wayne, Trey the Truth, Stephen Jackson. And uh, my intention was to never cause harm to his family or make them revisit a moment that happened a few years ago. Uh, I'm a father, so I get it. I understand how his kids feel. I've spoken to his whole family. And um, we've came, uh, you know, to an understanding as to how to move forward from this. And I just want to apologize to his kids and everybody who was close to him. Yeah, they was gonna fuck that nigga up. Yeah, Stack say he's gonna come to see that nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what that's what happened. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. um, you know, we can uh, speculate or whatever, man. But at the end of the day, if you apologize, young, like I can't stay mad at you forever for a nigga I don't know and I don't care about in the first place, young. So. If they can, like, you know, if what he's saying is true and the family has, you know, come to understand with him and, you know, you got your one mulligan, nigga. Um, use it well. That's my only take, young. Um, gotta remember his name. I won't be consuming any of his fucking content. So, uh, that's about it, young. Yeah. Some shit just like Just not tasteful man And I know comedy has always been like A a no boundary type thing Whatever man but Some shit just ain't tasteful man And you Like Even though Like you know Some like comedy is not supposed to have boundaries and shit For the most part Whatever man It's 2024 man These rules have changed young And if you are not um, an established comedian to the point where that shit's not going to hurt your fucking brain and shit, man. You got to fucking read the room. And the room is the world. Like, not that he would say anything like that shit, but man, like, you're not Dave Chappelle, you know? You want some shows that I never heard of before, you know? And, um... The shit's getting back to people. 
Just hurt your motherfucking brain and, and your bread. Now, the truth probably lies that, that um, when you got this backlash, the white people wouldn't know where to be found to defend his ass, young. So he had to humble himself. But Hooker Crook, young, he apologized, and the family, according to him, um, accepted his apology. So. Learn from it, dumb nigga, and, and move on, you know. Uh, that, that's, all, that's all I got, man. Yeah, because um, he had been defiant um, up until his apology. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Why are comedians the most toxic motherfuckers in 2024, yeah? Yeah. Fucking rappers about to be like, wait a minute, yeah? Like, mm -hmm. fuck. That's all I ain't. Yeah. Just saying some of the most abhorrent shit imaginable and just gonna hide it behind, well, yeah, they just jokes. Yeah. Y'all trying to police comedy and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, dog. Whatever. Man, um, have you seen a trailer for um, this Wendy Williams um, movie? I, I, I don't want to see it, though. Because I heard she looked bad, and yeah, I, yeah, dog. Yeah, it's another trailer, young. And I'm still kind of confused as to whether this is, like, part of the documentary or if it's, like, a vignette inside a documentary or it's just something altogether different, you know? Just, um, well, I'll play it and you can watch it as, as well. Mm -hmm. It's time for our How You Born Halloween co uh, costume contest. We do it every year. It's always a lot of fun, so let's get started. Our first caress... fall on the show yeah um so this is a actress playing wendy but from the from the full like trailers i've seen it's just like wendy giving her accounts of like you know things that have been happened to her i guess like her fucking care and um her money her finances and shit have been like you know the subject of a whole bunch of like speculation she's um setting the record straight like Apparently she's lost a lot of money and between her family and her ex-husband or whatever, like they're behind it and shit. So they're trying to get to the bottom of that. But this one little clip right here, young, it's a reenactment. And I don't understand where this comes from, but it's labeled from Lifetime. So I'm like, are they doing two different documentaries or are they doing a documentary and a fucking a TLC-esque movie about this shit, young? Hmm. Like, did you see the clip I sent you? Nah, I ain't looked at it yet. Hold on. Yeah, bro. Like, this shit looks like some show for SNL, you know?
Nah, see, this one three years ago, though. It, so... So, oh. they put out a uh, um, I guess movie. they, I guess they did a Wendy Williams movie three years ago on Lifetime. Wow! And now they're, they're coming out with a documentary. Yeah, they're doing a documentary. So they didn't disrespected her to the point where they put out this, this dumb shit. I gotta go watch this movie now. By the way, yeah. Um, and now they're doing a documentary, and she down with it, young like. She must really be strapped for cash, Sean. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, I... Yeah, I, I didn't see this, but, yeah, that's the first thing I noticed was that, uh, yeah, it came out three years ago. Yeah. I couldn't see somebody, like, disrespecting me like this, and then I'm going to work with them, young. Like, man... They say her money fucked up, young, but damn, dollar, she could like, she couldn't go to the motherfucking the Oprah Network, young. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah that's too bad, yeah. yeah. Gotta look at that movie up, though. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of good and terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's hopefully that's all the outrage for the weekend. Yeah. I just want to go a week without these motherfucking comedians trying to take each other's motherfucking head off, you know? Yeah. I mean, because at some point, you know, one of these motherfuckers going to get beat up, you know? And people going to be like, how could we, how could we, um, you know, prevented this and shit? Well, Niggas feeding, feeding into this tea every day and shit, young, like, like, just because they tell jokes don't mean these niggas ain't, ain't got pride, young. Mm-hmm. Anytime Mike talking about shooting somebody over some motherfucking jokes, young. Yeah. That he start, like, I, I don't understand, young. I don't understand. I truly think these niggas is bored, young. In the bottom of my heart, you know, I really think these niggas are bored being being rich and like successful. I know some niggas are rich, the other dudes, whatever, man. But they all well off, and they be they be sitting at home bored, you know. That's the only way a grown man gets into these petty ass beefs over and over again, you know. If you don't got nothing else better to do, yeah, they also got stuff to promote as well. Um... Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Because Mike was uh, promoting his uh, new stand-up. That's true. Yeah, but like you were saying earlier, you would think that these niggas old enough to, like, not do the same shit that these young motherfuckers do, young. But, again, young, the algorithm rules everything around me, man. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Epps ready to sell out coming Tuesday yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not a coincidence, dog. But yeah. yeah, like we need we need to change like the 
we need to find names for like this segment. Just like niggas, like I don't know, what would you do for a Klondike bar, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be something, dog. Yeah. Because mm. these niggas be like, they really be looking like they ready to crash out over this petty ass shit every fucking week, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, whether it was, whether it was like 80% true, 70% true, 50% true and shit, young, like, I just genuinely thought Cat was speaking his truth and he was like tired of niggas talking about him and him not defending himself for like years and shit. But then since then, it's like anybody who got like, oh yeah, I need to take a shit today. Um, let me tell the world about what's on my mind while I'm taking a shit, young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, though, we don't need all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Anybody um, interview T- Tiffany Haddish yet, young? Like, she got to be somewhere in this mix, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she finally get on Club Say Say, you know, from there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. She going there. Mm-hmm. Don't let Steve get on there. Good Lord. Oh, oh God, you know? Them next two oh, niggas man. going back and forth, you know. Jesus Christ, Steve, Steve, man, Steve. Man. Chan, Chan, Chan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Could have get Godfrey. <laughs> Terrible, yeah. This is where we are, dog. You know it's terrible, yeah. Rachel yeah. Dolezal was allegedly yeah. generating 50000 a month. <laughs> See, yeah. She, he gets up. Mm. Hey, uh. <laughs> That's what it say in yeah, the story, yeah. That's what it say, yeah. Look, man, she better do something with this money this time, yeah. <laughs> she all African shit, man. Tell her to go buy some motherfucking, um, some juju B oil and, and, and start some start some damn skincare. Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, don't she do hair still, yeah? Mm-hmm. Put on some hair care products or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet not hear her in 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 a year and a half talking about she don't got no money and she can't find anything to do and then she's been ostracized by the black and the white community. Man, look. <laughs> How many opportunities you need to embarrass yourself in huh? in your family? What's the name of the episode again, Kenny? Uh, I, I just. Talking about Alaska. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, unless you have, you have any tanks? I do not, no. Um, I heard something at the Super Bowl party, but I was mm-hmm. drinking and eating. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to listener tanks and feedback of the week, if we have any. Uh, let's see, yeah. Um, 
like I had the email open. Uh, first one thanks uh, um, Monte, yeah, Monty. Monte, yeah. Um, yeah, for the donation on Patreon. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, sir. Um, this one's from Marcus. It's the title Tanks. Got to empty the notes app real quick. Uh, number one, I was at my neighborhood bar reading. I have a little book um, light I use when it's too dark. There was a uh, light bright Jill Scotty type down the bar. Also reading with the light. We gave each other a wave like we were both in Jeeps. Uh, when she's <laughs> closing her tab, <laughs> she comes over and asks what I'm reading, and I said, uh, Suchery by Cormac McCarthy, you? She said it was a book of Tennessee Williams short stories with a forward by Gore Vidal. Um, I, multiple Negronis deep, then said, the dude that made Pirates of the Caribbean, um, or Caribbean, uh, she laughed hard as shit and said that is Gore Verbinski, uh, bought my drink and left. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, same bar, different day. White bartender says Denzel was great in American History X. Yeah, he wasn't in that. What? Uh, yeah. What is it? I guess American Gangsters. American Gangsters? No. Uh, um, Malcolm? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know him. Um... Uh, this nigga on the podcast said sleeveless gloves instead of fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another nigga on the podcast said when rich dudes fuck groupies, they make them sign an NDNA. Um, he said it like three times. <laughs> Drink little and it made me smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's little, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sign in blood. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, we caught last week, so take that, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't right there. Niggas never read your shit anyway. <laughs> Basically. We do sometimes, y'all. See? Yep. They got to it this week, so they have it. <clears throat> All right, KB. Um, glad you had um, a good time here. Um, I just got sent a um, an official, I guess, Instagram post that the, that the bros um, shared, whatever. Um, that um, our hundred year anniversary is next year, and homecoming is already set for October thirteenth. So. Tickets now. Come on down to the Mecca. Uh, Hold on, is Howard's a hundred year anniversary? That's what this this joint said, I believe. It can be. It can't be because um this was um I just put a post up last week. It was a hundred year anniversary of the Hilltop. Um, right. This past maybe it's something. Is it the capstone? Some shit. I can't find a goddamn text. Oh, it's a hundred homecomings. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, hundred homecomings. Yeah, we played TSU. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. 
it's actually homecoming begins on the 13th the actual date is October 19th so okay yeah that makes sense yeah. It's October thirteenth. October thirteenth is like you know the the, the Monday and the nineteenth. Yeah, Monday, the Saturday. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Um, let's get some shots and get about here. Can you be? Yep. As always, man. Thanks for everybody listening to the show. Much appreciated. Um, as always, you can follow us on uh, social media at KBAD. That's K B A D D S and at High Five Slaughter. Um, and if you're interested in the, um, the diet plan that I did to lose a hundred pounds, um, in basically five and a half, six months, um, you can check the uh, link on my bio on my uh, Twitter page. Um, click that link, you know what I'm saying? Sign up for a zoom seminar to see if the plan is for you. I'm just trying to spread the information because it works so well for me and other people that I know and it's been life changing. So, um, if you'd like to get more information, um, yeah, just click on that link. Uh, and if you got any questions or comments about the podcast, you can do so at um, Hot Five Starter um, at sending in Hot Five Starter gmail.com. Um, and if you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Hot Five Starter. And um, yeah, any and all donations are much appreciated. And uh, see y'all next week. All right. Shout out to everybody out there who supports the podcast, spreads the word. Um, special shout out to all my friends, man. Um, we are, if nothing else, a village that takes care of each other, man. Um, a few of our friends, our fellow friends, um, people we went to school with, um, have like recently lost like um, their parents. And I'm really proud of the way that people kind of band together and taking care of each other and just like checking on one another, man. And um, I, for one, know how hard it is to deal with it and, um, you know, uh, one person in particular, I'm gonna I'm I'm see her this weekend, whatever, man. Another one of our friends, like, um, has been real supportive and, like, you know, been inclusive and in keeping us abreast of, like, what's going on with Shorty. Like, she's lost both her parents in the matter of six months. And, mm. um, of course, it's taking it very hard. She has kids, so she has, like, you know, people look, like, take care of while all this is going on, while she's dealing with it. And, um, this weekend, um, um, we're going to surprise her at um, 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 a, a little day party that we're going to, whatever, man. But we're actually flying out her, one of her siblings and one of her cousins just to come and just, like, you know, spend some time, some quality time and, like, have a little bit of fun. And, um, like, I just really appreciate my friends for, like, like doing these type of things for people because, um, you know... You got family, you got, you know, extended family and stuff like that, but your friends really do mean a lot um, in your day-to-day -day life. And mm -hmm. without us, man, you know, things would be that much more difficult. So, um, yeah. Shout out to my homies, man. Man, the older you get, the more you realize, man, some of your friends are more family than your family, you know? Say it again, Kenny. Say it again, bro. Straight up. Like, yeah, it, I mean, like, I consider y'all, like, y'all my family. We have an extended family. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? If we keep it in the buck, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So, love y'all, 3000. Um, how about you guys next week? This FS Podcast, we out.